we were going to talk about Sargon, right? Um, which is becoming just an increasingly, uh, I don't know, terrible fucking thing to bring up. Uh, because it literally just has been like one bad fucking headline after another since he decided to get involved about like a fucking month ago. And I think I've got the announcement here. Um, let me just check. Is this, is this it? No. Yeah, here it is. So this was when it officially came through because basically they just, like UKIP, I don't know if you guys know this. So there's a lot of you guys probably aren't from the UK. So I need to put into a little bit of context about what's been happening over at UKIP, you see. UKIP in a post-Brexit landscape has become a very um, strange political party because it was, dis like, I think the whole point was that eventually UKIP was going to get us like... You're not even a real journalist. UKIP was going to drive awareness to encourage right. people to vote for Brexit. Pogchamp. Pogchamp indeed. Then we were meant to create a coalition government, I think, to basically, um, with, with Brexit approving politicians to get us over the line. But what you quickly realized was, and listen, it, I, I was not, um, again, I, I continually have to say this, I wasn't for Brexit. Uh, and that was publicly my stance. Loads of people have always tried to say, you, you're a Brexiteer, like whatever the fuck that means, right? I mean, first of all, like I'm ever going to vote in UK politics anyway. What a waste of motherfucking time. I'm so sick of people telling me that like, yeah, political apathy, it's what enables them to win. No, wrong. The, the rigged system is what enables them to win. And if you're giving me a choice between the conservative buffoons and just what passes for a Labour Party now, just a bunch of fucking wishy-washy, you know, insubstantial, uh, you know, fucking policies. They're not even policies. It's like, how does anyone pick? You've got, you've got people who've been asleep at the wheel for 12 fucking years, just driving the country further down the fucking drain. Austerity measures up the ass. All of which, by the way, the roots of that don't come from conservatives. The roots of that, a lot of that is based in New Labour, which was just a very cloaked con neo-conservative movement with Tony Blair and all of their, like, one of the most disgusting cabinets ever assembled. Like, it's no coincidence that around about that time, you had one of the most demonstrably corrupt uh, cabinets in the UK and in the US, and we went out together and we pillaged the Middle East and any countries that disagreed with us like we were a modern bunch of Vikings. The ramifications for all of the foreign policy from the US-UK alliance uh, at that time is still being felt to, to, to this day. Um, and Tony Blair is a fucking war criminal, and George Bush is a fucking war criminal. Uh, and what we did in Iraq was an absolute disgrace. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, look, I, I got on board with the whole new Labour thing. Because, you know, I was brought up very pro-Labour, very anti-Thatcher, very anti-Conservative. My parents always told me if I'd ever voted Conservative, they would have disowned me. They would never have talked to me. All my family were like that. Like, never. And I, it never crossed my mind, but they all made it abundantly clear. Um, but anyway... 
Back to Brexit. Um, by this point, I'm politically apathetic and I tapped out, so I didn't really have a dog in the fight. But just by all economic models that have been laid out by economists that were supposedly neutral, right? The reality, you know, everything pointed to if we leave Brexit, we're going to hit economic hardship. We were already a country that was in austerity. We were already a country that had billions of debt, that was struggling to pay it off. We already had essential services being slashed to the bone. So needless to say, I was anti-Brexit because why do we want to compound onto our economic misery? So even that night, I had no, like, I, I went to bed, like, me and my mates were up drinking, you know, Remain was ahead. I was like, man, see, it's all bollocks. At the end of the day, we're not going to pull the trigger on this because say what you will about stupid people, even the stupidest have self-interest. Well, unfortunately, what happened like pretty much the last elections in America, um, and, and certainly for the referendum on Brexit, the amount of lying that was told definitely got ramped up. And I, But I'll also add, everybody lies in elections since time immemorial. For as long as we've been having republics and uh, democracies and any form of voting, somebody has been telling lies to win those competitions. That's just human nature. That's how it is. So the idea that lying is the grounds for like a, a, a re, you know, to do the election over is nonsensical because we could never ever have an election decision because everybody lies because it's politics and we all know that they're liars. So, went to bed, woke up, bam, we've got fucking Brexit. And this is when I knew what a bunch of fucking charlatans we had in British politics. Because unfortunately, the type of leader you needed for Brexit, for fucking good or ill, was someone that was at least strong and had a vision. Just like the way Margaret Thatcher's vision was to completely annihilate the working class in modern Britain. And my, my, didn't she come close to it? Um, you almost have to admire the relentless evil uh, that that takes. Um, but the force of will to get it done well our current bunch of politicians ain't got a fucking backbone between them they ain't got a spine they ain't got a willpower like tony blair was an evil little ruthless cunt with alistair campbell and the, the, the spin doctor behind him and fucking gordon brown and blinky blunkett and all the other fucking liars and thieves that made up blair's cabinet we don't have that now we've got fucking theresa may who thinks doing this Every now and then, oh, look at me dancing, the dancing queen. I'm human. I'm not a lizard person in human skin. You know, they think doing that every fucking couple of months is like enough to like make make you relate to them and shows like humanity and strength. No, it, you're just a bumbling fucking incompetent joke. Um, but then, you know, when you understand that she's almost like one of the best of a bad bunch like let's look at the other bumbling cretins that were around the brexit brigade you had boris johnson who i'll love him on if i got news for you <laughs> you know I'll, I'll have a good little laugh at boris johnson i don't want him as the mayor of london i don't want him involved in politics he's an etonian um cunt who has basically, through his bumbling demeanor, been able to sort of be viewed as quite harmless and benign when he is a habitual liar and just everything that is wrong with British politics. Somebody who basically comes from an unbelievably super wealthy family, because of their connections, goes to an unbelievably elitist school, then goes to an unbelievably elitist university, and then is immediately drafted into an unbelievably elitist world that generates even more money 
for these fucking toffs that don't need it and on and on the cycle goes these are not people you know people say oh you know donald trump is a is a billionaire like put it this way if you're a new yorker you'll always have something of, a, of, of the common touch no matter how much how wealthy you are you know compared to like the etonians and the hoi polloi of britain like it's nothing like these guys really are from another world and really do think of working class people as alien beings to basically be used for whatever devious purposes they want you know and let's keep it keep in mind right think about all the scandals you've had about donald trump right can you imagine donald trump putting his dick in a dead pig's head's mouth can you imagine what the news cycle might look like if that ever happened? Well, David Cameron did that. Our Prime Minister, our Prime Minister fucked a dead pig's head and it, this was just fine. Well, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys in our rich colleges. Boys will be boys. And we all just went back to fucking bed the next day. Like, well... I suppose our Prime Minister's putting his dick in a dead pig's head's mouth. I mean, this is fine, right? Google it. Google it right now. Shall I show you? I don't know how I get from Sargon to this. Right. Here we go. I'll go to the Guardian. <laughs> I'll rely on you this time, Guardian. You will reinforce my bias. David Cameron, a pig's head in a secret society at Oxford University. Explained. Right? An unofficial biography of David Cameron written by the conservative donor Lord Ashcroft. Understand, by the way, Lord Ashcroft is one of the biggest donors to the Conservative Party, has rubbed shoulders with all of these guys, and when he wrote this book, he didn't have any political agenda. So the idea he made this story up is absurd, and more than likely, like a lot of these wealthy motherfuckers, because they're also Boris Johnson burning £50 notes in front of homeless people and watching them cry and other nonsense, they're just not human. They're not human in the way that we are, right? So basically, what they did... Probably what happened was that he wrote this and didn't realize the average person would find this to be repulsive. So, uh, uh, one specific allegation is that in the words of the Daily Mail, Cameron took part in an initiation ceremony in which he put a private part of his anatomy, that's his knob, guys, into a dead pig's mouth. It cites a source, a current member of parliament who claims to have seen the photographic evidence it allegedly took place at the notorious Oxford University drinking club, the Pierce Gaveston Society. So, right, so basically, our, our prime minister, there's a photo somewhere of him sticking his knob in a dead pig's head, and this story broke... Like, and it just went out and it did the rounds and it was gone the next day. We all just went, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. We literally all just went, well, of course he did. He went to Eton. He was in the, 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 the Bulletin, uh, Bulletin Club or whatever the fuck they were called. Um... The Bullingdon Club, that was it. And again, 
for those that don't know, right, just to show you how much of a nightmarish clique British politics is, there's this group called the Bullingdon Club, which is an exclusive all-male dining club at, at Oxford University. And it's had David Cameron, former Chancellor of the Exchequer George Osborne, former Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson, Nick Hurd, the current Minister of State for the Policing and Fire Services, and just tons of elite people and important people. Look at all the politicians that have come through the ranks down the years. Look at all the big business people that have come down the years. Look at all the journalists, the Daily Mail journalists, you know. That's what the Bullingdon Club is, right? So it's like, again, a lot of people talk about, oh, politics in America. Yeah, it's bad. But, like, we got some fucking rotten stuff going on in the UK that we just haven't got rid of. And, oh, but Richard, it's all about tradition. It's all about tradition. You're just poor. You're from a poor background. And that's why you hate a, bu a buller man. A buller man is bread to lead. And I think that was another famous quote that came out about David Cameron. David Cameron said that he was bred to lead the country uh, because he'd attended, like, Eton. He'd attended Oxford and all these high-level uh, things. So... You know, it's pretty, pretty wild. Um, but anyway, right. The problem that we had post-Brexit was that all of the people that basically had said, listen, we're going to get you over the finish line. We're, we're going to do this Brexit thing. None of them expected to win. And not only did none of them expect to win, the fucking, the, the parties in power didn't expect them to win. So there was zero plans for Brexit. So when we all woke up that day, we went, what? It happened. It, it, it happened. We're doing a Brexit. We're actually doing a Brexit. Nobody had a plan. And even the big people who drove it, Boris Johnson and uh, Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage had to come out. And um, I don't know if anybody has seen this unbelievable interview with Nigel Farage, where he literally, the day after Brexit was announced, had to admit that one of the big things, which was a claim... Um, let, me, let me find this. Yeah, here we go. There was this big um, claim on this, and it went round on advertisements on the side of a bus around the UK, where basically um, they said, oh, we will take, like, I don't know what it was, like, we'll be able to put, like, 20 million back into the NHS if we come out of the European Union, which was just a lie. It was just a barefaced lie. And the day after Brexit, Farage had to come out and went, well, yes, we, we, we did tell a lie. Uh, but not to worry, uh, Brexit's still going to happen. And basically what, what he did was immediately he left UKIP. <laughs> I was like, I'm out, I'm out, guys. I'm out of this shit. Was it 350 million? Yeah. I'll I, I play you the interview. He literally pieced the fuck out because nobody wanted to deal with the reality of what they just created. I don't want to answer your questions, YouTube. I don't want to. The £350 million pounds mm. a week we send to the EU, which we will no longer send to the EU. Love this. You always know when the answer you're going to get is going to be rough. Big Swallow. Watch this Big Swallow. He looks like someone out of Jurassic Park trying to eat a fucking leaf. Look how big this Swallow is for body language. Pounds a week we send to the EU, which we will no Look at that. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm having a Swallow. Which we will no oh, send the, the last of the moisture in my mouth. No, I can't, and I, and I would never have made that claim. Seventeen million people have voted. You did make that claim. Yeah. Based 
I don't know how many people voted on the basis of that advert, but that was a huge part of the propaganda. You're now saying that's a mistake. We have a £10 billion a year, a £34 that's billion... That's not answering the question, there. Nigel. That is going to be free money that we can spend on the NHS, on schools, or whatever it is. But you're not guaranteeing that that money, <laughs> as promised, will go well, to you the must NHS. You must understand, I was ostracised by the official Leave campaign and, did my, and as I've always done, are did my own thing. Do you think <laughs> there are other things that people will wake up this morning and find out aren't going to happen as a result of voting this way? Well, I tell you what they will find out, that we're back to being a normal country, uh, in charge of our own laws, and able to start making our own relationships with the rest of the world, maybe even re-engaging with the Commonwealth and the real friends we've got out there. Donald Trump's flying into Scotland as we speak. Will you be speaking to the... Uh, Republican nominee. He's obviously like you. He's a very populist candidate, non-political type, who's fought, fighting hard on immigration and so on. Do you see parallels with his well, campaign and the one that you fought? I've been compared to many things over the years, but not Donald Trump as yet. But thank <laughs> is that you. A new, is that a new, thank you for that. Is that a new low um, for you, it's, it's, Nigel? It's, it's, it's a bit early of a day for that sort of thing. Look, you know, uh, there is something happening in American politics that perhaps is a bit of a mirror of what's happening here, a feeling in much of America that what happens in Washington is too detached, too remote, um, and Trump is cashing in on some of it. I don't agree with everything he says, uh, but he must have a chance of winning. Final message for the people watching this who did not vote for this, who are pretty shocked. I'm reading it on Twitter. Yeah. They're like, what has happened to my country? I can't believe it. They fear that we've now become a kind of semi-racist, little Englander mentality country overnight. Because they're mentally ill. To people that genuinely fear that. I know a lot of Remain voters did it reluctantly. They did it because they believed the scaremongering and the fear stories about economics. All of that is wrong. And I was. I believed them. them. Look good to Listen, me. guys and girls, we're living in a 21st century global economy. We have just broken free from a backward, failing political union. The world is now our oyster. When are you having your first pint, Nigel? Or have uh, you had it? Um, I've, <laughs> I've had a couple already. <laughs> Fuck, brilliant. 6.30 in the morning. Just admit that on TV, mate. Definitely makes you seem like uh, a, a reasonable political candidate. But anyway, off the back of Brexit, right, what you, have to see, what you have to remember is there was a big schism in the party because basically Farage left. All of the old kind of people that wanted what it stood for, United Kingdom Independence Party, a lot of them fucking bailed yeah he's not doing anything for the uh, stereotype about british people having bad teeth that's right so 17 months baby yes yes c box good to see you so we we a lot of those uh, politicians like farage that had actual name recognition and pulling power they left ukip and then after farage went um let me find the name of this guy let me show you the list of uh, UKIP leaders after fucking Farage went. That's the cunt, Paul Nuttall. Um, and I don't know if you ever, I don't know how many of you guys know about this Paul Nuttall guy. But Paul Nuttall was way more hardline than Nigel Farage. So we ended up with, yeah, Paul, and exactly, Paul Nutter, you might lovingly call him. He looks like a smooth twat um just look at that face look at that smile um you know you wouldn't leave your drink unattended around him would you uh it, it it's 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 just un unbelievable and um right look, look political view views for paul nuttall uh he said that um he wanted to cut the t term time on abortion 
uh, down to 12 weeks. He wanted bans on burqas in public and wanted uh, um, wanted no Sharia courts in the UK uh, and um, also said that migration laws gave free movement to the current migration laws we had in the EU gave migrate migratory movement to jihad free movement to jihad uh, he wanted to bring back in death for child murderers serial killers and people who kill police officers whatever the circumstances he was a climate change denier um, on top of that um he also said as well ukip would ban kids from seeing al gore's an inconvenient truth saying it's a blatant piece of propaganda. Not like anything UKIP would ever produce, of course. And listen, not saying I'm wildly against all karate chop fucking child murderers on the back of the neck when they're not looking. Not saying I'm against that. But, you know. Then, he also was... Uh, he wanted to oppose LGBT-inclusive sex ed in schools. So basically, you went to school, and it was like what I learned. Which, you know, we didn't learn about gay people or lesbians in our sex ed. This is like literally how our sex ed went. Lesson one, this is a penis. This is a vagina. <laughs> All the kids giggling. Lesson two, you put it in, and this happens. And then lesson three was just watching a full <laughs> labor video of just an actual birth. Just a bloody baby's head. <laughs> Like something out of a horror film, and most of us were just te too terrified to ever have sex or talk about it again. So that was uh, that was how I learned sex ed when I was at school. And there were no such things as gays, and there were no such things as lesbians. We just didn't know what that was. So that was sex ed for me. <laughs> so uh, again, I, I think I pretty I turned out pretty fucking normal, all things considered, uh, and pretty open minded. But but on, I'm not even exaggerating to say, and this must have been. You know, the 90s. You know, this isn't ancient history. But in my school, they absolutely did not teach us about homosexual relationships. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so basically he wanted to keep gays away from children. Which, if you remember, Nick Griffin from the BNP. He was the guy who went on Question Time and said, If you ask me, most people find the sight of two grown men kissing really creepy <laughs> and this was brilliant because uh, like we banned the bnp from talking on the bbc they weren't allowed to talk on uh the bbc television and we finally had him on and everyone was boo boo this is terrible we've got the bnp on i've always said give these cunts enough rope and they'll hang themselves right so he came on and like apropos of nothing by the way somebody said you're a homophobe and he went now listen listen i'm not a homophobe but if you were to ask me, most people in Britain would find the sight of two grown men kissing really creepy. And that's the exact words he used. Everyone was just like, I mean, brilliant. I mean, who, who, that by definition, that's homophobic, you idiot. Uh, also, um, he followed up when Donald Trump was banging on about torture. You know what Donald Trump was like on the campaign trail. There was this one bit where somebody said, and if you ask me... Yes, me with my tiny hands. I would torture the bastards. I would torture ISIS. There was some like mad quote he did. So again, this Paul Nuttall guy just came out and said, yeah, we should waterboard people. We should totally have torture. That'd be brilliant. That I love that. Um, so anyway, they, they, they had him, right, for a bit. But then 
Uh, there was a controversy, I'm pretty sure, that got rid of him. Um, I can't remember what the fuck it was. But he, en he ended up quitting. And then... So he was bad. And then after Paul Nuttall, very brief, briefly, there was a guy called Henry Bolton, right? And if you, if you look at Henry Bolton, you'll understand immediately he was clearly related to fucking Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. Like, look at that cunt. Look at that cunt. What's your name, Sargon? Da, 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 da. YouTube sends its regards. Na, 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 na. Right. So you had this cunt, Henry Bolton. Who, to be fair to him, is an OBE, which uh, for those that don't keep up with like knighthoods and all of that shit, he's the Order of the British Empire, right? So that's like quite a serious title, you know? It's, it, he's a heavy political hitter. He's been around um, for a while. And what made his uh, introduction to the uh, to UKIP as the leader uh, kind of interesting was, for years he was a Liberal Democrat, which you had Labour, you had Conservatives, and then in the UK you had a third party, which were ostensibly a balance, tried to be a balance of the two not radical socialist not radical right wing a lot of people moved over to the lib dems from labor because they were like talking about you know sensible policies for marijuana laws and, and things like this so this guy being the leader of of ukip um was a, a pretty interesting move because politically he'd always been for want of a better term a bit of a a bit of a centrist but one of the things that he was very adamant on uh was immigration laws and and everything else and um anyway there was uh, what was the big fucking drama that got rid of this cunt i want to was it hang on let me i gotta read this i can't i don't want to get it wrong i don't want to get my um Yeah, but why did they vote him out? Right, here we go. So on in January 2018, it became known that Bolton has left his wife and had embarked on an affair with Joe Marnie, a model and party member nearly 30 years his junior. So, you know, I don't see the problem with that. <laughs> As a consequence... Bolton faced demands from members of UKIP that he stand down as leader. It's interesting, isn't it? Paul Nuttall's out there saying we should just torture some motherfuckers for banter. Like, I'm getting some. I'm getting a woman 30 years younger than me, which, by the way, oh, that would have made her like 26. Like, I mean, but yeah, that is a bit weird. But whatever. He's got. He, <laughs> he's got to stand down. I bet he didn't fly to New Zealand to get it, but whatever. Mm. And then. On the 14th of January, it was reported that Marnie had been suspended from UKIP uh, following allegations that she'd sent a series of text messages. Yes, this was it. So he was fucking some young girl, right? And then she had sent uh, racist text messages about that Meghan uh, Markle, the one who married Prince Harry, right? And also said that, like, it was a good thing immigrants died in the Grenfell fire. That was it. So now it was really bad because he was not only having sex with someone 30 years younger than him, he was having sex with 30 years younger than him and she was a massive racist, like an unequivocal racist. So um, in the end, loads of people left UKIP, right? And this is the thing. Unfortunately for him, 
he was actually a moderate. He was actually a guy that wasn't that bad but because he was getting some young strange and the young strange happened to be racist his political career was over because that's how it works in the uk it's, we're just weird and sanctimonious about sex in a lot of ways you know like again you think about donald trump just pay shut up porn star <laughs> shut up and we all know he did it we all know he paid all them porn stars that he had sex with while his own wife was pregnant this wouldn't fly in britain like you couldn't be a politician and do that in britain right like, no fucking way. And yeah, and obviously Macron with his cr creepy... I mean, fucking hell. It, his fucking wife probably breastfeeds him at night. It's that creepy, you know what I mean? Like, right? But basically, in Britain, like, if that ever gets out public, you absolutely can't do that. Like, you, you just can't in Britain for some reason. So that's what it was. So unfortunately... At this point, what happened was, UKIP loses a lot of its infrastructure. The one guy who could have been vaguely sensible, because say what you will about Henry Bolton, he's not a racist. He has some pretty, like, I wouldn't even say hardline immigration policies, but strong immigration policies. Um, and he's been a very vocal proponent of, you know, he's anti, obviously, like, you see, he spoke out about female genital mutilation happening in Britain, which immediately... People on the extreme left go, you're just an Islamophobe. It's like, wait, I thought protecting women from having their genitals fucking wrecked would make me a feminist. <laughs> but apparently not. It makes me a racist. I don't understand anymore. But he was like a pretty reasonable guy. And had he been able to stay in, in leadership of the party, you, none of this in UKIP would be happening right now. But then what happened was along came a guy called Gerard Batten and Jared Batten is the fucking chucklehead that UKIP has now. And Gerard Batten is an absolute fucking train wreck. So um he's like basically decided to make UKIP this gimmicky party to try and regain seats, to try and regain um you know, like some sort of vague political interest to put us back to put UKIP back in the spotlight that's pretty much what he said i want to put us back in the spotlight put you back in the spotlight um and you can see like you know just some of the recent stuff here he's very strongly aligned with that gate gate wilders or gate wilders if you say it that way uh wildish gate wildish uh over in holland who's the uh, anti-islam uh politician um in, so he's he's very vehemently against freedom of movement when it comes to uh, uh, Islam. Look, I'll just read you one of his quotes here. This is when he was talking about um, uh, right. Let me let me just give you the whole thing. So, following the invitation from UKIP peer Lord Pearson for Vildish to screen his uh, film to members of the House of Lords. Yeah, this is where Git Vildas made an, like a film saying Islam's bad and it's bad for Europe, and he said everyone in the house of lords should should watch this like he, uh, basically this guy uh gerard batten was his man on the inside to sort of get that it's like it's a trojan horse that into the uh, mainstream politics but anyway then he said here uh we can't do anything about murderers rapists and pedophiles coming from the eu but they will stop a democratically elected politician from the eu talking about the source of terrorism um which again we we can do 
things to stop murderers, rapists, and pedophiles coming from the EU. And we do stop murderers, rapists, and pedophiles coming from the EU. We have Interpol, we have law enforcement agencies, we have people checking criminal backgrounds. But of course, our uh, immigration services, like everything else, has been slashed to the bone. People slip the net, and occasionally you get terrible situations. Like that guy from, I think it was Lithuania, uh, who murdered like uh, a woman in London and, and, and uh, was already wanted for another murder in his native country. Um, So the other thing he's been doing, and and this is another thing that if you a lot of old school UKIPers have been really against, is he's been saying, I, "I we will march with Tommy Robinson. We think the censorship of Tommy Robinson in the UK is a disgrace, and it's a very tough one for me because you have to understand that I've known I've known of Tommy Robinson for a long, long time. He's been a, a cancer in British politics for decades. Um, he's been associated with pretty much every far-right movement. Like, again, real far-right. Not this, but real far-right movements. People who literally come and burn mosques and beat up Muslims and do everything else. And Tommy Robinson's always been there lurking in the background going, what are you censoring us for, mate? What are you censoring us for? This is a guy so dumb, he uploads YouTube videos of him punching immigrants in the face and then says like, you know, fucking, but yeah, I'm not an, I'm not anti-immigrant me, mate. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not using this as an excuse for a ruck. And the thing that always pissed me off about Tommy Robinson was when Tommy Robinson started calling himself a journalist and everyone just went along with this and went along with it as being an accurate description. Tommy Robinson is a hooligan turned because of the wonderful virtues of the British political system turned very light, uh, you know, political activist campaigner. And now is posing as a journalist to continue his aggressive assault on people that actually aren't doing anything uh, uh, wrong most of the time. Now, he's made some points that I definitely think you need to agree with. You look at the grooming gangs and how, um, you know, police, for example, have like literally told victims of grooming gangs that they will not accept their reports of a crime. And... and you know, because they don't want to get involved. They don't want to be racist. This is a disgrace. This is a massive police failing. Nobody has any disagreement with that, as far as I can tell it, in, in, in the country. Even very liberal Labour politicians have said this has been a massive police failing. It's a massive failing to the victims. Um, and these things need to be reported on and brought to light. I think that's generally the stance. Unfortunately, what's what starts happening is, with old hyperbolic Tommy Robinson is, they're all, they're all grooming gangs. We, we must stop the, you know, did you know that mo, mo, more Pakistani men are grooming than, than non-Pakistani men? And it's like, fucking hell, mate. Like, guilt by association is what is what you claim is being done to you, yet that is your entire fucking worldview. So, while I can be against the fucking censorship... Uh, of Tommy Robinson and him going to jail on what appeared to be very flimsy terms, although he did film somebody out of a courthouse after having been found in contempt for having done that before. Um, and there's a reason why we protect people, because you're not helping the victims if you put them on camera, I'll tell you that for free. So... There was a lot of issues around that, but in the end, it was deemed that it was it was unjust, it was unfair, and his life was at risk in prison, and he was in solitary confinement, and I find that inhumane. So it, it's a tough one for me. But if you're a political party and you're going marching in solidarity with this guy, that is that that's that's uh, yeah, that's a yank from me. I mean, like I'm, I I can't get on board with that. 
Because I remember when this guy was literally just, you know, EDO, EDO. I, rem I remember that Tommy Robinson. You know, and, until he renounces that part of his past, until he ever comes out and even admits that part of his past, I, I, I can't. I can't do it. I can't um, get on board with marching in solidarity or support with a guy who I know in his heart is a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Um, so anyway, this new guy, this Jared Batten, basically wants to march with, in solidarity with Tommy Robinson. All the old school UKIPers are like, nah, that's me out. And at this point, all you are left with is the novelty of negative headlines. That is what UKIP has become. They are a party that is in decline, right? In decline. And you can see, like, look, just look at this, um, you know, look, you can look at the election history and look at the kind of numbers they're pulling. In some places, you know, less than the BMP. In this general election in Maidenhead, 871 below the Green Party. You know, just above, well, not just above, but above the Animal Welfare Party. This is, this is unfortunately uh, what UKIP has become. Now, with all of that history laid out for you, right? Let me introduce to you his next fucking brainstorm, which is to get all the fucking chuckleheads from YouTube who generate all this, like, you know, the world's gone mad, censorship. I mean, there's a lot of truth in what they say. I wish Count Dankula hadn't fucking signed up to this because I know Dank's a good guy. Sargon, he was always going to get on board with this because at the end of the day, he's increasingly having his, uh, like, he's going to be the next person to be completely unpersoned. And you know why? Because he's an idiot. And he, he's not clever enough to play within the parameters of the of this new playing field. He fucks up every time. Every time someone puts a microphone in front of him. Every time he gains access to Twitter. Every time he records a video. Sargon fucks up. Whereas Dankula is actually very clever. Now, there are some people who say he's very clever and he's hiding a secret agenda of racism and everything else under the surface. He's not. He's not. Um, he's hiding. He's not even hiding it. I mean, like, he's hiding uh, basically a, a, a complex complete absolutist free speech view and that unfortunately means that he will go and talk to some bad dudes i wish he wouldn't because when you see count dankula shaking hands with fucking tommy robinson it's not doing him any favors it's not doing him any favors when you have a criminal conviction for hate speech and then you go and stand next to tommy robinson you're making your life harder and you shouldn't be making your life harder because you're not a bad dude you're not like him you'd never punch an immigrant you know what I mean? You, you're not that guy. But you're going to stand with that guy because of some notion of free speech absolutism. And that's great, but it's only going to get you so far. And now you've got involved in this fucking shit show. And so just listen to this announcement, right? We went through an exhaustive process to sift over 190 potential candidates down to those the National Executive Committee representatives and I felt were more suitable. The list is based on a number of factors that we felt would select candidates to fight for a real Brexit after the European elections. The UKIP's priority is to have MEPs who will fight to make Brexit happen. The full list will be released in due course. And if you go down here, um, you'll, you'll see uh, basically... Carl, Carl Benjamin in the Southwest, right? That's Sargon of a cat. And that's no Doc Serino. Everyone knows his name by now. So, from the moment this was announced, obviously, like, Sargon thought he cracked it, man. He was like the fucking cat 
who got the proverbial cream. What he doesn't realize is he was literally being used because of his YouTube following, because of, every, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and it, it, it from, right from the get-go, right, I've, I've told so many people this, and this is the best advice I can give anybody. Once you have chosen the path you want to walk down and what you want to be, you cannot do a 180, deviate, pivot, whatever you want to call it, and go back and do something else. I will never be able to run for office, right? I've accepted that. I've been embroiled in way too many controversies. I've said too many things. I'm on record as being like, you know, anti-Chinese government, for example. So let's say if I managed to negotiate the, he worked at Breitbart, he, people say he's a racist. Didn't he write this article saying radical Islam was bad one time? You know, like, I'll have to negotiate all of that, you know, thinking about it in my own mind. And then, you know, who knows what falsehoods are also going to get perpetuated about me while I'm up to that. And then on top of that, well, he, he, he hates the Chinese government. How could you ever appoint anybody who hates the Chinese government? There's no way I could ever do it. There's too much shit there. There's too much shit there for me. The good news is what I do have a reputation of doing is being a pretty fucking spot on journalist with an unbelievable record for accuracy. Someone who has never been embroiled in any controversy related to that. The door for me to be a journalist then of any standing in any line of work in any it will always be open to me. And it's just as well because that's what I've pretty much spent 15, 20 years of my life doing. So I'll always be okay. Right? When it comes to journalism, there will always be a door open to me in that. Now, I can do some other things. I can be a TV host. I can be a YouTuber. I can be a streamer. I do all of that. Right? Th those doors will always be open to me. But long term, the one door that will never be fully closed will always be journalism. Right? I'll never be able to run for office. I'll never be able to work representing a charity. You know, these are all things I've accepted. Right? I accepted. When I opened my mouth, I accepted it. When I said these things, I accepted it. When I, when I took the stands I took, I accepted it. When I did things I did, I accepted it. I knew it was coming. What Sargon of Akkad has done, because he's such an egomaniac, um, is he thought he would be able to say all of this outrageous shit and just do whatever he wants for the rest of his life. And it doesn't work like that. There is a toll that you pay. You know, it's like, you know, I don't want to compare Sargon of Akkad to any truly great, revolutionary but obviously you know the truly great revolutionaries get that don't they you know they say right i'm gonna do this it's like going on a hunger strike and then expecting someone to come up with the old david blaine trick and give you an intravenous drip when no one's looking don't work like that motherfucker if you're not prepared to starve to death don't go on a hunger strike and, and that's Sargon of Akkad. Sargon of Akkad is the only man who mysteriously gains weight on a hunger strike. He claims to have all these fucking principles that he'll stand for, but he wants to be able to do whatever the fuck he wants. And it's like, no. No, 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 no. So, one of the things that definitely came up uh, a lot was, I don't know if you remember what happened with, um, yeah, it got into an argument with... Um, what was the name of that politician? Jess Phillips. And this was a long time ago. Yeah, here she is, Jess Phillips, right. So basically, and I'm not 
all about giving her the entire fucking spotlight because context definitely matters. But what Sargon did was, right, basically, Jess Phillips, this politician, uh, was talking about freedom of speech and how she felt there had to be some limits on freedom of speech. Um, and Jess Phillips is a hysterical shrieking. There's Nazis everywhere. They're out to get us. You know, the right wing is more powerful than it ever has been. As if, you know, we're not talking about a bunch of fucking double chin no neck you know double chin no neck uh one toothed losers who all live in their basement i mean i've seen the face of modern racism um and it's not anything to be afraid of they're not going to rise up and take over the country anytime soon after these cunts can't rise up off the couch uh they're there is every bit as pathetic and worthless as you think you think they would be um so let me let me um uh she, and yes she had made some comments uh about male uh suicide in the past right so i'll also incorporate that uh try and get the exact timeline for you basically i think what had happened was she'd rose to prominence because just before the time um some guy had talked about men's rights and i think she was it, this was in parliament so i think this was in march 2018 right and i think this is when this this is just after when this blew up so let me just get you an exact date here uh is that it in the huff post article why don't they have the date on that anyway so look just contextualize okay Je right, Jess Phillips had laughed at a politician saying that men had some rights too and men faced issues that women didn't. And this included a higher rate of suicide and um, everything else. So as a result of that, um, she was basically targeted and then th we got into, got into this argument back and forth about freedom of speech and how a lot of people hide behind freedom of speech to harass women you have to understand this is the same woman who said that reports that there was this like instance of sexual assault in cologne where a large group of people went and assaulted people they went and, like were sexually assaulting women and it turned out that the majority of this group of people were were immigrants into germany and the police were being suppressed from saying that right she basically said that was all nonsense and and that it was just you know racist propaganda even though it was coming from german police uh themselves you know so she said a lot of dumb shit and that was how her and sargon got to beefing so she said that um it, you can have freedom of speech but harassment of women must be un unex deemed unacceptable within the boundaries of that freedom of speech. And she said, in particular, um, she'd, she'd seen some rape threats. So Sargon, who'd been arguing with her because her views of freedom of speech seemingly incorporated mocking men and male suicide statistics, decided to say, I wouldn't even rape you hashtag anti-rape threats hashtag feminism is cancer right and he turned around and said that was a joke and this is what i mean about the guy not being that clever right it's like 
there's a way to win this argument and make Jess Phillips look like the demagogue she is. Instead, what you did was you made her look like a victim and you like an unbelievable antagonist that was basically ho holding a threat of rape over her head in one form or another. So saying I wouldn't even rape you is just is so unbelievably beyond what we're talking about here. But listen... If you want to be an edgelord and you want to be a comedian, uh, then that's probably not the most outrageous thing that's ever been said. Here's the problem. She's a politician and now you're, you think you get to stray into her backyard where she has the friends and she has the contacts and she has the experience and she has access to the media and she has the platform and you think you just get to fucking waltz into that arena and you're not going to get absolutely crucified, which again shows the hubris of the man because he should have understood that was coming and yes you were going to be misrepresented of course you were they were going to use your words in the worst context possible which by the way the worst context possible is only one up from the actual context of which you in which it was said it's not like there's this huge degree and actually it's a very reasonable statement you you basically gave them the ammunition. You literally put a loaded gun on the table, put it in their hand, said, you won't shoot me. And yeah, they will shoot you, mate. They will shoot you every time. Um, and for you to not have that awareness, to even be involved in politics after that, you have literally killed your entire career and you don't even know it yet because all these people who've been in person, the Milos of this world, everyone else, he's next. 100%. He is gone. Soon, his YouTube channel will be banned, not just demonetized, and he will be gone. But we'll come to all of that in a second. Anyway, so Jess Phillips wanted to make a point here about, like, freedom of speech. And, of course, the Love Post laid it all out uh, and basically said, like, you know, we need to reclaim the internet and protect women and everything. And you know, this all came off the back of that. Um, here's another thing, by the way. Oh. It's really bad. Um, I think this video has been taken down on YouTube. Do I still? Yeah, of course it's unavailable. It's really bad when you are saying to female uh, politicians, I wouldn't even rape you when, quote, you did a video about Elliot Roger, right? Elliot Roger. I don't even know if we're supposed to mention him on, on platforms. Elliot Roger was a mass murderer who um, a lot of people have basically held up as sort of the uh, principal founder, if you like, in philosophy of the uh, of the incel movement. That this is a guy who was so frustrated and not being able to get sex and everything else, he decided to go and just kill uh, a bunch of people because he's a worthless piece of shit. Um, and this was in California. Uh, and in particular, I, I want to say... Uh, he got six people. How many of them were women? They weren't all exclusively women, were they? I think he killed some chads as well, as he put it. Um, and he injured 13 others. And then he turned the gun on himself, like all of these fucking cowards do. And um, this was at a time before we had... This, this, was, this was at a time before the media realized we need to stop glorifying the evil, depraved shit these people do. So everybody knows his name. Now, if you're a guy... If you're a guy and uh, you're joking about rape, maybe it's better you don't have the following quote on record. 
And this was in response to a Lacey Green, notorious uh, YouTube feminist. This is a sex education proponent. Um, he literally said this in a video, which is now deleted. Before your stupid social justice feminine bullshit, mass murders didn't happen on this scale. This is talking about Elliot Roger. It's crazy. This is a disease of the modern age, and you are that feminists are responsible for perpetuating it by disenfranchising these poor fucking guys who don't have any options left. When someone takes the option of absolute insanely last resort, you have to wonder what kind of system is producing them. And I'll tell you what, Lacey, it's a fucking feminist system that is doing this. So you see... He says that the cause of a man going out and killing a bunch of women and men because he can't get laid and he hates himself, it's really the feminist's fault. It's really the women's fault. And he has this quote on record, and then he makes a joke about how he wouldn't even rape a, a female politician. Do you, are you already starting to see the problem with Sargon of Akkad's mind? Because again... First of all, I don't even know how you arrive at the conclusion that it's a woman's fault that a mass shooter went out and killed a bunch of women. I, I, I can't do that. And then second of all, maybe keep the rape jokes to one side if you know you're on record as saying that because what a, what a rough connection those two quotes are. Hey woman, I wouldn't even rape you. By the way, here I am saying Elliot Roger did nothing wrong and was actually driven to it by feminists. I don't know, I don't know if it's going to take me too long to be able to portray you as a dangerous woman-hating individual, whether or not that's what you are, right? That's just two things. That's just two things. Um, let me give you another example of him as... Um, um, when the Me Too movement started coming out. And again, there's many nuanced takes on the Me Too movement. I myself have talked about this, that the problem with the Me Too movement is that finally we had a feminist movement that was holding powerful sexual predators in industries, typically where accountability was at an all-time minimum, an all-time low, and finally they were getting called out. But for every Harvey Weinstein it exposed, you had an Anzis Ansari who just went on a bad date with a girl, had some consensual fondling, and then... And because she wanted to go home and he called her an Uber, um, he was as bad as Harvey Weinstein. You know, you ended up with this like really ridiculous thing with Brett Kavanaugh, which I'm never going to get on board with because, you know, innocent until proven guilty and all that. And if you don't believe in that founding principle, I hope they never take it away from you, especially when it's very clearly politically motivated. But, you know, this is, uh, you know, th this, this is nothing compared to what Sargon said. So... Um, during, uh, the, 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 uh, the, this is so bad. Please tell me they left this video up. I think this is really. So he was doing, a, he did a video over on his second channel called The Thinkery, where he uh, gave his opinion about, uh, the Me Too movement. Um, and it's like, again, it's not even that there might be something wrong in the sentiment. But what what are you even saying when you say this? So, being a giant fucking man baby and having loads of money and power, 
I don't actually think this is to do with feminism, really. No. I, I think there were gold-digging whores who would accept fucking Harvey Weinstein for cash. Yeah. Um, and there are a few that wouldn't. <sighs> it gives you a fucking migraine, guys. Like, you know, gold, right, the phrase gold digging whores just as it, it, it's got no place next to a case about a powerful sexual predator in hollywood but again let's just tie it to the other things you've made a rape joke towards a female politician you're having a disagreement with over the parameters of free speech and prior to that you have basically defended elliot roger you're not even a real journalist. Now, again, I am not right. a super powerful, super intelligent journalist. I don't traffic in politics. I don't anymore when it comes to writing uh, for a serious publication. In fact, the only politics I ever wrote about was... Uh, oh, no, I did... I did... Did I do a little bit over at the Guardian? Anyway, no, it was... Yeah, NUS counts. All right, so I've been at the Guardian. Um, I had, like, some little stuff published when I was a student writer. Uh, but um, the... Obviously, Breitbart right, doesn't count as a serious political uh, publication. But let me tell you, as a guy who has been around the block, this is already enough to make you look like some deranged potential incel killer. And it gets worse. It get it just gets so, so, so much worse. Mm. And then, on top of that, when asked by someone on that live stream over on the thinkery hang on somebody said um let me get the exact quote for you hang on it's, it's hard to keep up with all of this stuff um because we haven't even got to his modern campaign faux pas but again imagine having all of this in your closet and then you think yeah i'll run for office no journalist will find my youtube channel are you fucking serious? And then he adds the nerve in all of these interviews, by the way. He comes out and he says, well, people can go to my YouTube channel and uh, listen to it themselves. I am. It, it's not good, is it, mate? Are you fucking serious? Um, so anyway, somebody who came on the live stream said, you called, you called the rape victims whores. And he just went, he basically like dismissed it and said, nah, that most of these are women who were just pestered by Harvey. So like it completely ignored all of the findings. So you are calling allegedly rape victims whores? No, no, most of these are women who are just like pestered by Harvey, apparently. Honestly, I don't think have you read up, because again, if you, I, I read the Harvey Weinstein transcriptions and the story of what came out, um, when when uh when it first broke and I, I i detailed all the abuses on a live stream funnily enough much like sargon did there and this included some unbelievable stuff which again innocent until proven guilty but there's a world of difference between one woman whose own witnesses uh don't corroborate her story and um you know fucking 30 women all of which are actresses with things to lose you know like it, it, it's a little bit different. Uh, but anyway... Uh, he's also um, said uh, that... Um, that women... 
women becoming involved in politics uh, is why society is declining. <laughs> I'm not joking, guys. Uh, oh, God. Uh, let me let me get you this. Uh, um, uh, well, look, I, I, I can't. I don't know if I can play that. Um, let me see. You know, men... I mean, I should be able to play this because I, I fucking hope Trainwreck isn't gonna fucking take it off me because I, uh, I, I did help script this episode for him. I did help write the questions and the topics. So hopefully, Trainwreck isn't gonna do it. But, but just listen. Ones who are generally involved in politics, which is something different. Now, women are also involved in politics, and frankly, society is declining. You know the the actual sort of health of the society. Like think about like in uh, was it World War One or Two where they went around gi giving out white roses and stuff like this. You know that's not going to happen now. No one's no one's gonna. There's not going to be any kind of social pressure. All the social pressure was always driven by women. Uh, uh, it's fucking painful. Like just the mad. Again, it's insulatory. Like just all the fucking stuff that you know like fucking hell like the data points as well like anybody who tells you that there is a data point that society is declining be incredibly dubious about that person i don't understand what that would even mean um it means different things to you different people it certainly you know means different That's things right. to left-wing people and right-wing people and uh, very good thank you and all of the people in between uh, I won't get into um, the identity politics stuff. Uh, um, most recently, um, something came up about the age of consent. And age of consent is a tricky one. Uh, America drives a lot of these cultural conversations, as I've said multiple times. And in America, uh, in a lot of they they have state by state age of consent, but generally it's considered a bit of anathema if somebody below eighteen has sex. I went, I'm from the UK. Sixteen year old is an age of consent, and if you go to other European countries, I want to say France, um, I think is fifteen. And in Spain, as long as the person is within three years or two years of of the uh, woman, um, it can be as low as 13, I think. And Sweden is 15. So, you know, for example, two 13-year-olds having sex in Spain is fine. A 15-year-old having sex with a 13-year-old in Spain is fine. 20-year-old having sex with a 13 year old in spain is against the law they have a very different legal framework to a lot of europe but in, in most of europe you'll find 16 or 15 is the age of consent that's right fuck how can i make this go away <laughs> what the sub how do you make the sub go away you stop subbing <laughs> um, you just you just cancel it on on paypal <laughs> If that's what you're talking about. Um, and listen, in a lot of countries around the world, the age of consent is, uh, is, is lower, right? But in America, it's 18. So when they talk about minors and sex with minors, uh, that can encompass uh, what most Western Europeans would see as being within the age of consent. Not in all states. Some states, it's, uh, it, it's low. So age of consent is always an area that's going to get thorny and uh, trip people up. But... 
Um, let me let me just show you this one. Uh, right. You see, remember, a lot of people like to tag the age of. What, what a lot of people like to tag, like you know, Destiny, other streamers out there as being like you know weird. Nye, nye, nye. Yeah, for some reason, nobody has ever tagged Sargon with this. Whereas in this interview that he did with another uh, streamer while they were having a discussion about uh, the age of consent um this guy said i was uh, under 11 when i started having sex um and uh in, in in this interview he was basically saying that he believed the age of consent should be on a case-by-case -case basis and in some instances uh it should be it, it should be as low as like 11 or 12 or whatever so the problem you've got with that is right even if as a fucking intellectual exercise you want to do that and you want to think that and you want to explore that uh again understand that it simply cuts you off from politics the end it simply cuts you off from politics because it's one of the biggest um anathemas to the vast majority of people in society AKA voters. And this was the exact uh, quote. Uh, 11 when I started having sex. And so what I like to do is put people on the uh, on the other side of the argument. It's like, what you have to do is you have to say that someone like me, not anybody else, but me, that I was too stupid to appreciate the nature and quality of what I was, what I was doing at the time. Hmm. So please convince me I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I think... Um... I think it's, yeah, it depends on the child, really, doesn't it? And the point is there, no, it doesn't. The point is that once we start getting into uh, a baseline uh, area um, of, of saying we will protect children, it doesn't, it doesn't depend on the child. That's the exact point. We have a cutoff point where we say, developmentally, the chances of you being able to cope with adult things like alcohol consumption, you know, g g gambling, sexual contact, uh, the idea that you're going to be developmentally capable of dealing with these things. Um, and, and actually what we're increasingly seeing from psychological studies are not that people are becoming more equipped to deal with this at a younger age, but actually the opposite. People are actually struggling to deal with things even by the time they're well old enough to deal with it that's what we've seen in the latest Lewis psychological studies um, and again no one is somebody that that has been around people who've worked in child protective services i think they call it the fourth harm you know you have like direct harm physical harm sexual uh, harm uh then there's like i think it's, i want to say neglectful oh sorry emo emotional harm and then you have just being exposed to sexual ideas sexual content hearing your parents having sex maybe someone's trying to have sex with you as a child this is the, this is um, um or rather not trying to have sex with you but just introducing sexual ideas this is the fourth kind of harm and this has been proven you know by by all developmental psychologists to be dangerous for children so it's not it doesn't depend on the child doesn't depend on the child and again unfortunately what sargon doesn't realize is because he's an idiot um do you, do you know what the greatest defense of actual pedophiles and sexual abusers and sexual predators is it's that the child was old enough to understand it's that the child consented the child seduced me 
And if you've ever been around these sickening fucks, this is the type of shit they say for self-rationalization. So to hear these words come out of this guy's mouth, who's supposedly against all that and is supposedly rational and supposedly an enlightened, uh, an enlightened guy, it is horrifying. But also as well, again, you want to do that because you're a fucking YouTuber. That's fine. Saying that stuff won't even put you in the top 10% of awful YouTubers. But you want to be a politician. And you're saying stuff like that. You've got to realize at that point, like, oh, yes, I did that interview, didn't I, where I said, and, and people will dig that I shouldn't run. This is just going to be bad. This is just going to be bad. You know, he should have, he should have honestly understood uh, the gravity of his entire history, but he doesn't. So anyway, we end up into this. Um, first of all, they bring Jared Batten out and they try and make him defend the inclusion of Sargon of Akkad. This is the fucking clown world we're living in. A leader of a political party in the UK is on the BBC trying to justify something Sargon of Akkad said on Twitter. This is legit where we're at. So they asked Gerard Batten, and again, just look at this Palpatine-looking motherfucker, by the way. Just look at him. I'm thinking of a word. Nonce. Right? Look at this Palpatine motherfucker. Look at him. It is... It, like, literally, it's like Palpatine went to fucking... What's it called? Uh, that fucking place where you get the hair plugs put in. Um... Oh, what's it called? The map? Zeering! <laughs> That's the one. Looks like it's Palpatine who's been to the Zeering clinic, right? So, anyway, th this guy can't even get his story straight about what Sargon actually did. Now, I've, I've tried to contextualize it as best as I can with all the tweets deleted and, and all articles just lies and heavily skewed. But again, just a reminder, Jess Phillips got called out because she said men's rights were bullshit, even though we all know that there are specific things that affect men and primarily men, and it's not wrong to say we should focus on things like men's health. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you a fucking men's rights activist. It doesn't mean that you're one of those mugtows or whatever the fuck they're called. It just means that, yeah, men are topping themselves in higher rates. Can we find out why and maybe stop it? I don't like suicide, actually. I'd rather we weren't doing it. You know, I'd rather people didn't kill themselves. Um... But she was very dismissive about all of that. So as a result, they ended up having the old classic free speech debate, you know, and she said, harassment against women, right? And it's all pathetic. Again, classical third wave feminist, right? I'm not saying she didn't deserve to get blown up on Twitter. She absolutely did. She said some dumb stuff. Jess Phillips does not strike me as an intelligent person. So imagine how... This, like disgusting it is that Carl Sargon of Akkad Benjamin gets politically and intellectually outmaneuvered by her every step of the way. And then the leader of UKIP, back in the day, the leader of UKIP went on party, right, went on uh, part, like these party political shows to talk about why we should be leaving the eu why conservative policies were wrong what a taxation policy should be he's on like talking to fucking andrew marr um saying oh, i'm gonna totally defend uh what uh, carl said and uh, like it's like what is happening like this is such a bad look for any serious political party but here's the worst part he can't even keep his story straight listen to this 
Benjamin, who's one of your uh, leading MEP candidates, and he's somebody a very, very controversial figure online and all the rest of it. He's, he emailed uh, or texted a Labour MP saying he wouldn't even rate her, yeah. rape her. I think this was this is the kind of person that you're making an MP. I think MP. That he, this was a satire, and he was actually trying to draw it's out. It's not good. Right. Satire. It's satire. Uh, free, he is a free speech. He's a classical liberal, actual Carl okay. Benjamin. If ever you have him on and interview him, he's precisely the kind of person that Mike Nigel would have liked in the party when he was leader. Nigel has actually publicly now. said him well, being part of the party is all disgrace. But uh, we I'll now prove want to that to you. Uh, we may want to reach Let, out. Let's to. just pause on this. He tweets to a Labour MP, "I wouldn't even rape you." How is that satire? Well, I don't know the exact context of well, that, and I certainly, really? I certainly don't condone. Well, you do need context, Andrew. Like of course, you need is, context. If you, it, he is not a bad person, as he's well, trying to be. He now he's not a bad person. Any other party would have kicked him out, and you've made him your well, lead MP. They would have. He, he is a, a proponent of free speech. That was in the context that he said it was satire against the people he was saying it about. He wasn't actually making a literal statement. So, I mean, you know, just just uh, something you might want to do moving forward, uh, Gerard, since you're happy to be in bed with this dude. Uh, and again, understand how upsetting it is for me to know that Dan Killer's just been along for this ride the entire time. It's actually worked out pretty well for fucking Marcus because no one's talking about him. Because when you put him next to fucking Sargon of Akkad, like, Marcus is fucking Megamind. <laughs> like, it's not even funny. It's not even close. Like, how close they are on an intellectual level. Like, Marcus is, like, literally the fucking Mekon just floating around, like, on a pug. And fucking Sargon just continually wraps himself up in knots and embarrasses himself. Here's the thing. Like, you can't ever say, I don't know the context. It's your job to know the context you brought him into your political party, you mad cunt. Are you fucking serious you don't know the context? You know what I mean? It's like, well, listen, we've had this... Uh, <laughs> you run this hospital and we've had lots of allegations against this doctor doing these outrageous things and he really should be struck off. Well, I don't know the context of his crimes or the allegations. What are you doing running the hospital then? You're the party leader. How can you not know? I, it's so mental. Um, let me, um, so let me, so if you have all of that circus, then you're like, right, well, that's got to be the end of it. That's got to be the end of it. I think Sargon actually said, um, let me find this. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Right. So Sargon McCard was doing some sort of interview and um, actually said probably wouldn't be the best candidate, honestly. So uh, just listen to this. My name is Carl Benjamin. I'm a member of the United Kingdom Independence Party and I'm campaigning to be an MEP for the southwest of England. I will be a terrible elected representative. I'm a centrist liberal, and I voted and campaigned for Brexit, so as you might imagine, I do not actually want to become an MEP. You know, don't elect me to do <laughs> it, it, it's 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 just too much. It's just too much, right? Now, these were two... These... These were two videos that were fucking sep separate, right? 
they were two videos that were separate um so that there's that let me um let me find the originals right because <laughs> it was um Someone spliced them together for banter. So it's not fair to run them like that. I can get both. Um, I can't find the original now. Anyway, basically he did, he did a video where he literally said he, he thought he was going to be like a terrible candidate. And then he did a very serious video where he was like, vote for me. And it's like, look, um, I understand political uh, protests. I understand um wanting to kind of disrupt political systems but here's the thing right when somebody votes for you right and you have a seat you have to be competent you have to know what you're doing you know you can't just say i'll take the seat i'll take the job and i'll try and represent you to the best of my ability but i'm fucking incompetent by the way and i have zero interest in being competent nah that's bollocks that guy may as well go and spoil his ballot that's that's way better for everyone um and there was another clip as well where he said he didn't even know what meps do um when he got asked what his policies were again i'll get to that in a second um there's just so much shit to plow through when you're trying to do a comprehensive uh looking a fucking sargon man like I hope we're all in agreement, by the way, up until this point, that he certainly hasn't been particularly clever. Like, I hope we all agree with that. Like, any illusions that this guy is, like, some sort of fucking genius and, like, you know, I hope, I hope we're at least past that, right? Like, even if you want, even if you're pulling for the guy, uh, basically, where somebody says, right, let's talk about the issues then. What are your policies? And he goes, can any MEPs even <laughs> even put forward policies? I don't know. It was like, fucking get me out. Have you even read about the job? i got to find it for you. You won't even believe how dumb he sounds. It's so mental. Right, what's this? I'm not an upper class twat. I come from fucking the most working class roots. At least my parents do. It, it, Jesus Christ. It's just like... You understand that I'm a person, don't you? You, know, you? you guys understand that I am a person. And look, yeah, you, like, sorry, Nisakisen, how dare I hurt your sensitive feelings. Look, you carry on, but don't expect me to then have a debate with one of your faggots. Then why would I bother? Oh, fuck me, dude. Now I'm in locked into the TOS gulag. What's wrong with this guy? Like, legitimately, what is wrong with this guy? How can anybody... Like, how was the fucking veil not fucking fallen? Like, <laughs> why are people defending this dude and saying, right, oh, it's going to be brilliant when he fucking gets in. Like, he might actually win. Oh, God. so fucking absurd man right i i'm gonna find uh this um in real journalism that's right 
This shit's all old hat. Nobody cares. What about all the new stuff? <laughs> I haven't even got to that. Um... I still haven't shown you this interview where he's literally banging on about how people should ask him about policies and then he can't actually propose fucking, uh, like, a policy because he doesn't know if MEPs can do it. Right. Whatever. You'll just have to take my word that he did actually say that. So let's go over some of these headlines, right? Like, now that he's officially in the fold, he's officially running for the party, right? Let's just get into it. Um, let's have a look at some of these headlines. Uh, and you tell me if this is good for a political party. We remember, British politics... Uh, a little bit different to American politics. The Jewish Chronicle, UKIP candidate Carl Benjamin accused Jewish people of identity politics over the Holocaust and said he did not give a shit about the Shoah. Did say that, by the way. That's not out of context. I've heard that video. So, literally says he doesn't care about the Holocaust. By the way, guys, vote for, vote for this guy. He's a savvy political operator. Completely savvy. Um, definitely knows what he's talking about. Uh, what about BuzzFeed? BuzzFeed obviously went were, with low-hanging fruit. BuzzFeed, whoops, that's not BuzzFeed. Let's get that there. Um, BuzzFeed pointed out something we all know. Fucking hell, I can't even play his own words without risking my fucking Twitch channel. Because the guy's such a mess. Carl Benjamin, the YouTuber known as Saga Nebuchadnezzar, repeatedly used the M-word and anti-gay slurs. Just found that out, didn't we? We just found that out, didn't we? Right, no problem. Uh, what's this, though? What about this one? Um, right? He did an interview with Sky News. They asked him about the racial slurs. UKIP MEP candidate Carl Benjamin defends racial slurs as freedom of speech in an interview with Sky News. Click, click below to find out more. I'd rather not. Uh, I'd rather not find out more. This looks like an absolute fucking disaster. Uh, but don't worry, his party's backing him, right? I mean, his party are totally loving the fact that Sargon of Akkad is in the UKIP party, except no, mass UKIP resignations in Tewkesbury, Gloucester, Stroud and Cheltenham all have joined the Brexit party UK this evening. I have the honour of working with the best campaign team there is once again. Um, <laughs> everyone wants out of UKIP because it's such a fucking train wreck and these are the candidates. Now, remember those quotes I just read to you where he was like saying, I suppose it depends on the boy. You might be sexually active at 11 that's fine with, with me sargon by the way i'm gonna criticize destiny for the stuff he said uh well the daily mail of course went with ukip candidate says it's okay to sexually abuse boys a senior ukip source has told the mail on sunday that they have passed a dossier to wiltshire police containing the deeply offensive remarks um made uh, it's like okay well i don't know are there any are there any more, like, bad headlines? Somebody did make this. Um, somebody uh, somebody did make this for banter off the back of what he said in these YouTube videos. They said, um, on the age consent, I think it depends on the child, really, doesn't it? Because some kids mature faster than others. Carl Benjamin will give Britain its voice back. You, Kip. I don't want that kind of voice, homie, but uh, that's a pretty funny fucking fake... Uh, 
thing that I'm in. All right, we'll go back to Sky News. He's in the headlines again. All of these, by the way, are in less than a month. Like, we're talking a two- or three-week period. All of these negative headlines. It is just mind-blowing the party hasn't cut them loose by this point. UKIP MEP candidate who used racist and offensive language in a social media video has had his Twitter account suspended. Not just any Twitter account. This was his official uh, running, platforming, you know, his official party Twitter account that he supposedly didn't touch. Nope, it's gone. It's gone. All gone. Um, and again, just so you can see, by the way, what all of this has been doing. Um, oh, in fact, actually, we'll leave that out for now because, fuck, there's more. There's more. Uh, what else do we have? Um, okay. Uh, well, you see, as I talked about on our last stream, what Sargon decided to do, he was like, listen, guys, this is like my motherfucking Alamo. I'm like, I'm like a certain German leader in the bunker right now. They're all coming to get me, right? And I am not taking the suicide option. I'm going to come out guns blazing. I'm going to come out guns blazing, he said. So you're like, all right, mate, what is your plan to wriggle out of all of this nonsense you've said down the years and keep repeating and keep tying yourself up in knots over. So, he did it, guys. He's a fucking genius, this Carl Benjamin. Right? He is a fucking genius. Because I didn't see this. Right? I'm like, okay, after all of this stuff, the best thing he could do, if he wants to have a life, if he wants to be able to publish YouTube videos... If he wants to be able to go out there and just, you know, get his message out, whatever the fuck that might be at this point. Does this cunt even have a message? Let me tell you, there's a direct correlation between the amount of shit coming out of his mouth and the time he went on camera. Do you remember when he was just a cartoon Greek dude smoking a fucking cigar? Yeah, that, that doubled up on me. That was, a, that was a rifter, right? Do you remember when he was just a cartoon Greek dude? You didn't know what he looked like. You didn't know he was some weird chubby fucking boomer with grey in his beard. Not like me at all. Um, you know, turns out, right, well, we thought, you know, he was fine then, his videos weren't all that bad, it was like, yeah, well, let, let us break down Nietzsche's tree ties of this, and you're like, alright, okay, I'll listen to you talk for two hours, soon as he turned that fucking camera on with his fucking shiny face, he just became an, an embarrassment to himself, an embarrassment to himself, imagine doing all of this to your kids, What's happening when your kids are going to school and this is your fucking Google history, mate? What is happening? How do you do it? Why have you not just ducked out gracefully? Because at this point, to be fair, most of this is about shit you already said. Most of this is about shit you already said before you're running for office, you couldn't do anything about it. You can just bow out gracefully right now and say, I realise that my history of the things I've said makes me not equipped for this political uh, fight. Um, and, you know, I've said some things that I regret to be edgy, to be funny, that don't reflect my true views. Uh, but unfortunately, that will be portrayed as my true view. So I'm going to back out gracefully. They'll leave you alone then. They'll leave you alone. Right? But you, no, your ego won't let you do it. So... He came up with the fucking checkmate to end all checkmates, right? So the big criticism is, 
You said you wouldn't rape that MP, right? You said you wouldn't rape that MP. Right? And he got criticism for that, because what are you even talking about raping a female MP for? So Carl from Swindon said, I'm going to fucking checkmate you all. What if I would maybe possibly rape that female MP? And everyone in this room went, that's brilliant, Carl. That's brilliant. They'll never be able to take that the wrong way. So he came out and he actually said, this isn't an exaggerated headline. This isn't wrong. He honestly said he might rape Jess Phillips. Quote, I watched the video before it got removed. Quote, there's been an awful lot of talk about whether I would or wouldn't rape Jess Phillips. I've been in a lot of trouble for my hardline stance of not even raping her. I suppose with enough pressure I might cave, but let's be honest, nobody's got that much beer. I'm sure as the words came out of his mouth, he thought he was being hilariously funny. Remember, this is a guy running for a political seat who has had criticism, quite rightly and quite fairly, for the things he said. Has joked about whether he would or wouldn't rape a female MP, which I shouldn't need to explain to anybody why that's disgusting. And then, to beat that criticism, not only does he say he might rape the female MP, he says... That the only thing stopping him is that he finds her unattractive and there's not enough alcohol to get him drunk enough to find her attractive enough to rape. Like, I don't know how you come out and stand by this. I don't, <laughs> I don't guys. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I've had too much soy. Uh, maybe I've become a social justice warrior. I don't know. But I just find this just like repellent. I just find it repellent and repugnant. I find it demeaning to, to politics. I mean... You always hope that British politics is going to remain a cut above American politics. This is beneath the wildest Trumpian nonsense. The, like, I don't remember Donald Trump at the height of, like, when they leaked that tape of him going, well, when you're wealthy, they'll let you do anything. Move in on them, grab them by the pussy, they'll let you do anything. They love it, and I, I, I just move in on them, right? Which always gets, you know, quoted wrongly. Um, because obviously the, at least there's a consent element there. They let you do anything. Uh, you're straight talking about raping a politician. I, I can't. This is so beneath British politics. It, it, it's like, it's not an exaggeration to honestly say this is below David Cameron put, putting his knob into a pig's head's mouth. Imagine the indignity that we're at right now.
You're not even a real journalism. That's right. Good morning, you magnificent bastard. I am a magnificent bastard, my friend. And uh, it's only 1.30. I can keep drinking for ages. So, he literally tried to checkmate them by saying he might rape a female politician. I, I, at this point, why haven't you kept cutting him loose? If anyone's in any doubt as to the secret motivations of uh, what UKIP uh, is actually up to, um, then hopefully you've figured it out. It's, it's the shock jock of political parties. Now, as happens in the UK... It turns out you can't joke around about threatening to, well, not even threatening, saying you might rape a female political uh, a member of parliament. You're not even a real journalism. And, um, wait, That's right. I, won't, I won't go with the BuzzFeed one. Um, uh, yes, this should do it. So he's now, he's now, while on the campaign trail, being investigated by police for those comments. Because, listen, it's the UK. <laughs> um, like, you can't even, you'll be investigated by the police for tweeting, you know, something pretty benign. Um, but yes, he's being now investigated for those comments. Which I know some people, oh God, make it stop. I know some people made a will career say... Out of harassing me, and I felt harassed. Now that's her, by the way. She's an eminently dislikable person, and the more she talks, the more dislikable you'll probably find her. I'll spare you, Jess Phillips. Um, but basically, uh, you can't joke about, you know, like p p politicians are a protected class. I mean, but even now, you can't make those kind of comments on social media in general. Um, so. He's being investigated by the police currently while on the fucking campaign trail. Uh, and I, I don't even think it ends there because what the fuck was the other outrageous shit he said? Oh, hang on. Let me just show you as well. Uh, right. Aren't you fielding a cat? So... It made it once again into uh, the breakfast show. You know, Good Morning Britain. We just saw it there earlier when we were talking about the history of UK. Nigel Farage and Piers Morgan are basically cut from the same cloth. They're posh twats who like to pretend they're not posh twats. Men of the people. And actually, they pretend they have all these wonderful achievements. When in reality, the reason you know of these people is pretty much across the board corruption and failure <laughs> so um so that's Aren't fine they, they, you know they're, they're, they're cut from the same cloth it, it's weird growing up i used to respect the fact that pierce morgan was the youngest ever editor-in-chief uh at 21 of a national newspaper in britain i was like how could anybody do that like because again remember i, I love journalism i was enamored with it then i just realized he just polished the right knobs and uh, totally denigrated that by uh, first of all it was the news of the world <laughs> um and then second of all, when he moved to the mirror, just published fake photographs uh, about a very serious thing because he was so anti-war, he let his bias get in the way of him, which isn't that what we accuse CNN of these days. And yet he tries to peacock around like some kind of moral, like he's got some moral high ground. Pierce Morgan was a joke. Uh, anyway, so you, you saw earlier 
from uh, Gerard Batten saying, well, Nigel Farage loves him and loves to have him in the party. This was when, I, I think it was, was this after uh, Sargon uh, said that he might rape Jess Phillips? Let's see what Nigel Farage has to say about his involvement in UKIP, a party he's no longer affiliated with, but undoubtedly was the most recognisable politician in the party, and he built the politician up to actually be, uh, the political party up to actually be a political force in the country. Fielding a candidate, Carl Benjamin, yeah. who thinks it's funny to make jokes, supposedly, about raping Labour MP Jess Phillips. I've sat here on this couch as leader of UKIP, uh, discussing political issues, it was part of my life for 25 years. I warned them last year repeatedly, do not let the lunatic fringe, do not let the criminal fringe into the party. Peers, they ignored me. On a personal level, I feel slightly sad that it's happened. Uh, but frankly, uh, the sooner this election's over with and UKIP closes down, the better it will be. It's, it's gone beyond a joke. Isn't it, it's, isn't it's it pretty disgusting it's that fire. this person is even allowed to it's, be it's, putting it's, himself up? It's extraordinary. You know, these comments are vile. <laughs> Nigel Farage like, Nigel has come out and completely disavowed and said like this is it's sad for the party to even be you're part of the lunatic fringe like so imagine where you're at by the way imagine where you're at Nigel Farage and I think it's unfair to a certain degree is a political pariah in the UK and yet they will listen to you and give you a platform to base give him a platform to basically come out and denigrate these people and say they don't represent UKIP and most hardcore UKIPers actually agree and it's this unbelievable embarrassment now let me also just show you um right you think to yourself well right as long as long as sargon of akkad had some charisma he must have some charisma he must have some charisma he's a youtuber millions of followers he must have some charisma when he speaks in person he must have some oratory skills he must have some argumentation skills i think by the way i think we've seen um in multiple interviews let me um let me see if i can dig up this other this one from this journalist I... is it <laughs> oh god some of these things are ridiculous i don't even know what this is it's just called ukip sargon of akkad's hostile interview whenever anyone casts a vote, on gibraltar's national television we're all going to abide by the jess phillips the media is so focused on this is precisely the problem and it's so you broach the subject of rape in order effectively to get attention no, no, don't make me watch this. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch this. I haven't seen this. I've watched all his other shit. Oh my god. Oh no, this is gonna be bad. This is really bad. This is gonna be so bad. It is literally described as. Uh, I think primarily it's the principle of democracy, isn't it? Whenever anyone casts a vote, there's an implicit assumption that we're all going to abide by the right. result of that. You keep Sagan of Akkad's hostile interview on Gibraltar's so national TV. Even, this is going to be I mean, so I bad. I was expecting to lose the referendum. I didn't think that we were going to win. And I was perfectly prepared to say, well, okay, then we remain a part of the European Union. But hopefully we'll have, you know, a large number of people who vote to leave. 
so we've got a democratic mandate to try and reform it, but instead we voted to leave, so now I think that we should honour the result of the referendum. I think that's an uncontroversial position. In terms of your political persona, you tweeted another MP, Labour's Jess Phillips, that you wouldn't even rape her. How is this acceptable behaviour for an MEP candidate? Well, I wasn't a prospective MEP when I did it. Um, you are now, and you've said that you won't apologise for it now. Oh, no, absolutely not, no. Um, because I'm an anti-political <laughs> No, 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 no. You, you, you've, been given, you've been given a way out. Why are you doubling down on it? Why? It's mental. I can't watch this. It is like, it is so car crash, dudes. What is he doing this for? It's horrifying. But you've said you won't apologize for it. Oh yeah, that's absolutely right, I won't apologize. <laughs> Fucking no, just apologize. Do you know how many people in politics, by the way, have to give apologies that they don't really stand behind? Because it's just how the game is played. Like, uh, I can't. And part of the thing, reason I do what I do is because I want to affect change and I want to drive a conversation. And the people I need to talk to are people who simply refuse to listen. And I knew that this would be a moral offence, but not a legal offence, that they wouldn't be able to refuse. They would have to acknowledge that I existed. And the acknowledging my existence is acknowledging principled opposition to the things that they're doing. Isn't this like just some mad, by the way, like mental like does he even believe the shit he's saying to justify the joke he made why don't you say i just made a joke whatever it was a contextual joke at the time that made sense he's going i i was playing this unbelievable game of like interdimensional jenga and i fooled you all i made an un i made a rape joke and i knew you wouldn't be able to ignore me and i knew i'd end up running for a political office and i knew that when I did, all you would talk about was this, and it would give me a platform that would fuck off. Who are you fucking kidding with this shit? Who are you kidding? Nobody buys it, by the way. Just you, and I don't think you really believe it, mate. You made a fucking edgy rape joke to appeal to your edgy fucking audience, right? And that's fine if you just want to be an edgelord. This is politics now, motherfucker. Different world. You've been given so many outs as well. You could have you could have come out on day one and say I would like to now that I am a member of now that I'm running to be a member of parliament I'd like to extend an apology to Jess Phillips I made a joke about rape it was really inappropriate but that was in a different role I was trying to be satirical I was trying to be edgy I was trying to draw attention to it but I want to extend a full apology to her now that we are on the same playing field and then boom you've just neutralized all of her criticism of you day one you do that no you didn't because you're a fucking moron right anyway well jess phillips is a radical feminist and she's just not interested in having a discussion on the fact that uh, suicide is the number one killer for men under 45 for example my uncle commits suicide i find this very concerning that there are feminist groups in parliament who actively yeah. block debates on this in parliament that was tabled by shipley mp philip davies and they won't listen to reason. They won't listen to the other side of the argument. So I'm sorry, don't make me be offensive. Just come and talk to me instead. I'm very reasonable and more than It's everything about this guy, like some demented, like just incel <laughs> copybook. Now listen, you radical feminists, don't make me be offensive. Don't make me threaten to rape you. Just come and talk to me. I'm a reasonable guy. Like, fucking hell. How many fedoras does this cunt own? It's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't. I can't. People, like, mate, people think, people think he's winning. People think he's winning and he looks smart. 
people think he's winning and he looks smart. Like, I can't! Right. I've had conversation. So you broached the subject of rape in order effectively to get attention? Uh, well, it's not the subject of rape. I specifically created a tweet that I knew would be offensive, but could categorically never be described as a rape tweet. And yet, that's what the media has been saying. It's just not. It's just an offensive joke. You've also said there's a link between women's entry into politics and the decline of society. How taking that no, with the... Uh, yes, it's on... You sorry, have, mate. No, no, we listened to it. Well, you refute, you refute that statement that you never yeah, said I'm, it. I'm sorry, I, that's not true. Taking into account your... It was true! Phillips ...about rape, how do you expect women... We to all heard it! Well, why shouldn't they? They have the same concerns as men, surely. Are they not concerned about the politicization of our institutions? Are they not concerned about mass immigration? Are they not concerned about the sovereignty of our country? You know, this was a political tactic. This is not, you know, representative of me. And it happened three years ago. Right. All right. All right. All right. Let me. Okay. I, I think it's important we just play these quotes episode. That I knew would be offensive, but could categorically never be described as a rape tweet. And yet that's what the media has been saying. It's just not. It's just an offensive joke. You've also said there's a link between women's entry into politics and the decline of society. How taking that no, with the... Uh, yes, it's on, it's on record on, no, online. No, that's not, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not true. Uh, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Uh, <laughs> but it is, though. But it's not true. But it, but it is. But it's not. So... As you say, men were the ones who were generally involved in politics, which is something different. Now women are also involved in politics, and frankly, society is declining. Right. <laughs> it can't be this easy. It just can't be. It just can't be this easy, though. Taking that no, with the... Uh, yes, it's on... It's a joke. You've also said there's a link between women's entry into politics and the decline of society. How taking that no, with the uh, yes, it's on it's on record on no, online. No, that's not that's not true. Women were running these clubs. You have to realize that political action in this re respect is, we're not talking about is incredibly important for women. And then they were able to achieve that only recently. So no, obviously we're, we're they not, didn't have that same kind of politics. We're talking about society, social groups, things that are outside of the state. Okay. Did you not hear the first part of what I just said? Sorry, Women I must have were also it. excluded from participating in certain activities without yeah. political power. They were not able to oh, actually uh, go out and 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 open these environments so that they could also participate oh, in them, including the AIDS. workforce. Oh, so well, can you give me an example? It's, uh, it's unfortunately no. a slow. How did I go past it? Right, let's try that again. Let's just try that again to make sure I'm not going crazy. Right. So, to the tweet that I knew would be offensive, but could categorically never be described as a rape tweet. And yet, that's what the media has been saying. It's just not. It's just an offensive joke. 
you've also said there's a link between women's entry into politics and the decline of society. How taking that no, with the, uh, yes, it's on, it's on record on, no, online. No, that's not, that's not true. I'm well, sorry. You, refute, you refute that statement that you never yeah, said I'm, it. I'm sorry, I, that's not true. But then, you know, because men, as you say, men were the ones who were generally involved in politics, which is something different. Now women are also involved in politics, and frankly, society is declining. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. Like, is it, am I being crazy? Is it like, is it, is it wrong to say that he did say that? And I know it looks like she's had a really strong E, like she's had the Mitsubishi turbos. <laughs> Fucking hell, Rich. Yeah. But like, he said it. He fucking said it! Anyway. ...into account your comments to Jess Phillips about rape. How do you expect women to vote for you? Well, why shouldn't they? They have the same concerns as men, sure. <laughs> How can you expect women to vote for you when you keep talking about raping female MPs? Why wouldn't they? I'm a handsome man. I'm a chat. <laughs> it's so unreal. Have I told you what I think about Elliot Rogers? Like, fucking get me out. Are they not concerned about the politicization of our institutions? Are they not concerned about mass immigration? Are they not concerned about the sovereignty of our country? Hello, by the way, to Carl when he responds to this stream on his wonderful YouTube channel. He won. It's honestly depressing that your actions are being conflated with Count Dankula. Mm. It is definitely sad because Marcus don't deserve that. But let me tell you, for, for reasons I don't understand, because I think I had a brief conversation with Carl back in late 2015. Um, he's just ignored me ever since then. I guess he thinks I'm like small time or something. Because I remember when he did the interview with Duncan, and again, he hadn't gone fucking batshit insane. What you have to understand is, it's very important to understand people don't remain static. So streamers will, you know have their moments where they're completely fucking irredeemable pieces of shit, but they might come out of that and they might be good. People say crazy stuff and need to be edgy all the time. Then they grow out of that and they might be good. And then equally, they might be in a good spot and they might do good work. And then their egos might just get the better of them. And they might just fucking go, go into some absolute lunatic spiral. And I, I think I remember watching the, um, the Thorin interview with, uh, with Sargon and I don't remember it being particularly bad or crazy, but I just, but I think it was like 2016. And I, I, I feel that it's like a different world back then. And I think Carl was a very different person. And I'm guessing this interview is about to go to a crazy place. You know, this was a political tactic. This is not, you know, representative of me. And it happened three years ago. But the fact that... Guy's already said in this interview that he didn't know he was going to be an MEP. So how is it a political tactic? Why would it be a political tactic? And he says it's not representative of him, but he also refuses to apologize for it. I mean, we're all over the place here, by the way. Media is focused. But you stand by it now. Yeah, of course I do. The fact that the media is so focused on right. this is precisely the problem, and it's precisely what I'm trying to show everyone. No, instead not. of there is no lesson about here, the Carl. very well thought out positions that I have, they are instead. Oh, I wish I could show you this video. I wish I could show you this video of the very well thought out positions he has, where he literally can't answer policy questions. Fucking hell! I've got to find this interview. 
I've got to find this interview to just sync it up here with a very well thought out policy positions I have. Like, absolute nonsense. He literally doesn't even know if he can put forward a policy as an MEP. It's absolutely ridiculous. Just so you know as well, right, because all it takes to find this out is a Google search. So me, not an MEP, never going to be an MEP, never going to run for an MEP. Yes, MEPs can ask the parliamentary committee uh, to pr put forward new proposals for new legislation. Yes, they can. They, can uh, they can't do it directly, but they can recommend or ask that it is put forward. He couldn't even answer that question. It's the top thing when you Google it, by the way. cannot find this interview it was straight fire when i watched it i should have bookmarked it immediately guys i'm ashamed of myself because he says he has great policy ideas i've not heard a single one of them has he made a video yet has he made a video where he talks about his policies You're not even a real journalism. That's right. Come on. Where did this, where did this wicked interview go, by the way? <laughs> this fucking journalist absolutely wrecked him. I can't believe it. There's nowhere to be found now. It was so funny. Fucking hell, he got absolutely smashed. And he, kept, he literally kept saying, why don't you ask me about the policy? Why don't you ask me about the policies? Why don't you ask me about policies? All right, let's ask you about policies. I don't have any of them. <laughs> Fuck policies. All right, whatever. Very You'll just have to take my word for it. Reason, Maybe you can find it. Defending the sanctity of Jess Phillips and feminism, which is very strange because she's not a very nice person. She's actually very offensive in her own right. Yeah. But for some reason, I'm being treated as I, a, a YouTube activist who has now turned into a candidate for the European election. I'll just add, by the way, let's, let's assume that Jess Phillips actually can't threaten to rape Sargon, right? An equivalent thing would be Jess Phillips saying she was going to have him beaten up or assault him directly or shoot him or something like that, right? If she had said that, she would also be a political pariah, by the way. So just throwing that out there. There'd be some people trying to run defense for her. She'd probably lose her job over that. You're just fortunate enough to be in a fucking party that traffics in absolute, not, like, no values whatsoever. Or you'd have been out on your ass the moment you fucking opened your mouth. Elections ...is being treated as if I'm punching down at an elected MP who is actively using her... Oh, you found it! Oh, I love whoever linked that! ...seems to be a bigot against men. Please, is this the one? They've been very, very vocal yeah. on the need to protect underage girls. Now, as you've said, the current right. consent is where it is. But in this conversation that I'm talking to you yeah. about, you expressed a view that there would be an injustice. It w there wouldn't be an injustice 
for example, in the case of that 13-year-old, which I just discussed. Standards for entry. You lived in a world of political correctness, in a world of words as well. I find very interesting. It's a very, it's all, it's a group. I can have. That was the interview. They're not politicians, mate. Then what you've just said was nothing to do with Brexit. So where do you stand on that as an issue? narrative around Brexit under the creatures of the European Yeah, wait, I gotta I gotta flick through this. Unfortunately, the video that I'm looking at now, and what what I, I want to get a different bit. I can't find. It was another interview where he like embarrassed himself, and this interview is him doing. It, it's it's him watching himself on Sky News, like in peak narcissism. So, but that is indeed Gibraltar the interview. Has a big Jewish population. Of, You've previously said that Jewish people are rich, and that therefore accusations of anti-Semitism are just a game of identity politics. Carl. Carl, Carl, <laughs> make it stop, Carl, make it stop. Do you expect The Rock's Jewish population to vote for you? I expect that they agree with me on that, I think. <laughs> guys, 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 go away, go away, go away, why am I ever to watch this? I can't. I'm fuck. I'm getting smashed. I don't know what the fuck. This is ridiculous. This cannot be. <laughs> this isn't acceptable. Is it? This is so fucking ridiculous. I don't even know if you can hear me over there. That mate. <laughs> like, why is he? Why is he like this? <laughs> why is he like this? Why is he like this? You know, we have a big Jewish uh, population over here, and uh, what you've said is that Jews are wealthy. <laughs> I'm all, I can't finish it. I can't finish it. Jews are wealthy, and, um, you know, and they play identity politics a lot. So um, how, why would Jews vote for you? Well, I imagine most of them would agree with me. Like, fucking hell. Are you mental? <laughs> are you mentally ill? Right. Fucking hell, we're only three minutes in. We're only three minutes in. Oh, fucking hell. But many of them will absolutely understand that identity politics is merely a way of protecting a group at the expense of the rights of an individual. For example, Mark Meachin, Count Dankula on, online, Leave was arrested alone. for making a joke. It was, a, it was an energy joke, don't get me wrong. But he was arrested for this like literally nothing and you. And At least he used the conduit of a dog. If you'd had a dog come out and go to Jess Phillips, I wouldn't rape you. That would have been brilliant. You'd have been all right. Instead of being able to refuse to pay the fine and accept... Spoiler, it wouldn't have been brilliant. ...the jail sentence, <laughs> the state just took the money straight from his bank account. Now, you know, you might not like the joke, but surely I think we can all agree that the state should not be arresting people and charging people for making jokes, no matter how but offensive. That's not, not the issue here. The issue was uh, that anti-Semitism is a game of identity politics because Jewish people oh, no, are I rich. Never, I never said the term anti-Semitism was a game of identity politics. 
Right, hang on, hang on, hang on. I did, did not say that. Did you say that though? Because I'm pretty sure. Didn't we just see something say say that? I'm pretty sure he said that. I'm pretty sure he said. That. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said that. Um. No, you you act like enough exactly how you describe black people acting is the impression I get. Work like enough class No, maybe you're just acting like. A... I, I don't, I, Why thing is, I don't even want to play it because I don't even know if it's gonna bleep it out. I don't even know if it's gonna bleep it out anymore. Oh, here we go. Right. So he did say it. He said it, guys. Jewish people are very smart. They work very hard. Of course, they're successful. If we want to even have any idea that we're living in a meritocracy, if Jews weren't succeeding oh, in no. our societies, they must be being held back. No. But they're not. They're, they're doing great. No. Because they're not being held back. Because they do work hard. Because they are smart. No. Jewish people, unfortunately no. for them, have got to drop the identity politics. I'm sorry about the Holocaust, but I don't give a shit. I'm out. I'm sorry. Oh my god. 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 People applauded that, by the way. Oh my god. Oh my god. It is so bad. Jewish people are very smart. They work very hard. Of course they're successful. If we want to even have any idea that we're living in a meritocracy, if Jews weren't succeeding in our societies, they must be being held back. But they're not. They're, they're doing great. Because they're not being held back. Because they do work hard. Because they are smart. Jewish people, unfortunately for them, have got to drop the identity politics. I'm sorry about the Holocaust, but I don't give a shit. A game, game of identity politics, not that anti-Semitism is a game of identity politics because Jewish people oh, no, are I rich. Never, I never said the term anti-Semitism was a game of identity politics. You, I did not say that. A, a game, game of identity politics, not not something you've said about I, no, no, accusations I, no, of anti-Semitism. No, I didn't say that at all. I said I said that Jewish identity politics are just the same as any other, other identity politics. I'm Muslim identity politics, women's identity politics. It could be white identity politics. They're all bad. I don't. I think we should do party politics because the problem with identity politics, and this really is, a, it's such an important thing that people have to really understand, is that it politicizes every single member of a group. Right? It means you. No, no. And listen, like, that is that is so unbelievably important, right? Because the the liberal state that we are all living in, the the great gift oh. it gave to the world is the separation between the public and private life. And that's a very important thing. So you can be a private person who doesn't get involved in politics uh, uh, if you want. You can go and vote for your representative. So I you can leave, lead a peaceful and prosperous and calm and law-abiding life, right? 
But when you politicize every member of a group along an arbitrary characteristic, for example, they're Jewish, they're Muslim, they're white, they're black, whatever it is, you can't you get away from this. There is never a time when you're not these things. That's right. You're always these things Late all the time. So every space I you go into is a political space erasing that distinction between the public and the private. These are very, I mean, I, I can't even begin to describe how fundamental, the, the, this is the civilizational bedrock of what it is to be British that is being attacked in this way. Because we are an individualistic nation. We are not a collectivist nation. And identity politics is the collectivizing of a group above the individual. It's the inversion of the fundamental sort of British bedrock of values that we all stand on. And we're doing it without even thinking about it. I mean, the very fact that you'd ask me that, it's, it's, it's so bizarre. In terms of Gibraltar's identity, it has a proudly multicultural society. You view slurs against black people, Jewish people, LGBT people, Asian people, but Hispanic never, people, and people with mental disabilities. But never how can people, people, how can people, how can people who might be offended by the whole society? Wait, 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 never to those people. <laughs> no, no, does he think he's defending it? Does he think he's defending it? some more whiskey to forget this segment. Add this to the booze budget, please. Thank you. Doing God's work, suffering through all of this for us. I, I just needed to make you guys understand. Like, I hope you realize it's not even I have anything against it being a YouTuber. It's not like I want him to be deep up. He needs to get the fuck out of politics right now. He's making a mockery of the entire system. He's a fucking joke. He's exposed himself as being a, just an embarrassment. His ideas are a fucking joke. Like, oh, God, it's so bad. But, like, imagine this being the defense. So, you have used racial slurs to black people hispanic people you've used homophobic slurs to gay people you've used ableist slurs to uh, about uh, sorry about so you've used slurs about black people you've used slurs about brown people you've used slurs about asian people you've used slurs about uh, people who have disabilities and he goes never to them never to them Hitler didn't use slurs to them because he was never in a room with them because he thought they were subhuman. You fucking absolute ridiculous animal. What are you saying? What are you actually saying with that defense? Oh no, like. Tish that is being attacked in this way because we are an individualistic it's killing nation. me watching this we are not a collectivist nation it, honestly it's, it's shaving i can feel the the quantum the time it's of my existence of being shaved sort of off bedrock of values that we all stand on and we're doing it without even thinking about it i mean the very fact that you'd ask me that is, it's it's so bizarre in terms of gibraltar's identity it has a proudly multicultural society you view slurs against You're black people jewish people lgbt people right. asian people but hispanic never, people and people with mental disabilities but never how can people, people how can people, people how can never people who might be offended by those terms who might be those people or who might be sympathetic to those people right. how could how do you expect them to vote for you i expect them to vote for me on exactly the same principles that i'm espousing now i'm an anti-political correctness entertainer that's what i do as a job that isn't what you do is it carl mate fucking hell you grifter
Right. You're now you're an MEP candidate. Yes, but you're treating my jokes as if they're party political broadcasts. They're not. And I don't want to ask any, answer any more questions about identity, uh, the, the, the edgy things that I've said in the past. I would like to now talk about like ideas, if that's all right, policies and principles. Please do. Finally, the Chief Minister has said he's disgusted by your comments and will not <laughs> welcome you. What's your response to that? What's the purpose of this visit? Is it just a stunt? No, it's to promote liberal ideas, as I'm doing in this interview. Um, your chief minister is a moral coward, he's an intellectual coward, and if he had any fortitude, he would come and talk to me. I'll be in Casemate Square on Saturday from 3pm, where I'll be taking questions from the public about any subject that they like, and I'm happy to answer absolutely everything. He's treating a minister of a country like it's fucking Steve Crowder, change my mind. Do you see the, do you see the problem? Do you see the fucking disconnect? Do you see the fucking disconnect between his brain and actual reality? Like, it's so mental. I can't. He's more than welcome to come and talk to me in the square, man. And we'll live stream it. And we'll have a fucking debate, man. Like, this is real politics, dude. Like, uh, I can't. So I think that if he had any moral fortitude whatsoever, he would come and confront me with these allegations so I could refute them in person. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. <sighs> this, this is the thing. I had to show you this. I, 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 we, we must keep on. It, it, it's too important a message to to not get through. I apologise for any of the things that have slipped through. I mean, shit, man, you know they're not within fucking... I, I run a pretty tight ship over here. Unfortunately, whenever... You, this is the problem you have when you talk about these people. Um... But remember what I was talking about, right? Like, well, we've proven this guy can't argue, right? He's terrible at argumentation. Like, we've proven that. He embarrasses himself time and time again. He does these debates. He gets wrecked. Um, all his fans and sycophants uh, tell him, Oh, you're a brilliant guy. You're so good. You're wrecking the feminist and you're doing all that. And he goes, yes, yes, I truly am an intellectual godhead. And then now he's got it into his brain that he can somehow negotiate British politics when this motherfucker couldn't even negotiate YouTube. Um, but look, if you're charismatic, you can get away with a lot. I mean, that's just life. If you have a certain degree of charisma, there will always be options available to you that aren't open to other people, right? Like, we, we, we agree with that. Okay? So... Let's watch him, yeah, let's actually watch him talk to the press, shall we? Because here, right, you would you would imagine, okay, let's do some theoretics. Man, who has built up millions of followers on YouTube, I mean, he's, he's at a million now, isn't he? Right? Um, um, he, he would be able to talk to journalists, he would be able to persuade people to his argument. He certainly wouldn't come out like a bumbling, stumbling, nervous mess and just absolutely embarrass himself. Let's let's watch what he what he did. And again, Dankula's in this video and, and put a sad lol in the chat for Count Dankula. He, he does not deserve for the wrecked. Um, right. One of the things Sargon has literally been doing on the campaign trail, by the way, is he keeps doing the buddy Christ. The buddy Christ... Um, from the Kevin Smith uh, film. First film it was in was Dogma, right? It was the church uh, wanted to hype up Jesus as like a new and super cool. Uh, so he keeps doing this where he blinks. And again, uh, if you've not seen 
the buddy Christ. Uh, let me just show you. I, I don't know why he keeps doing it, but he can't stop himself for some reason. Um, so here's the buddy Christ. Um, in case you've not seen the Kevin Smith film Dogma, it's very good actually. Uh, well, it's not very good. I mean, that's a massive over exaggeration because uh, it's a Kevin Smith film, but it's it, like. It gets a bad rap. I'm not. I'm not down with that shit. Uh, I think Kevin Smith's films. I even like Tusk. <laughs> I said it. It's not popular. I think Tusk is actually very entertaining. I think people take it way too seriously for what it is. But just in case you're wondering why uh, uh, Sargon keeps doing this, it's the Buddy Christ. He keeps doing the Buddy Christ. Do you see? Do you see the problem here? He is literally out there doing the Jesus pose from the Kevin Smith movies. I just want to say that maybe it's slightly indicative of his ego that he uh, is doing the Buddy Christ pose. That in his mind, he sort of like Christ. I, 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 I don't know. Is that reaching? But why would you ever do this pose? Like, look at... By the way, can we all just pay attention to Dankula's face while he's doing it? This is not an accident. I don't want to do Tim Roth in Lie to Me. But Dankula is horrified, quite rightly. And then look at the cringe. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh no, while Sargon's laughing, like, oh no, no. And again, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just watch it again. What's he gonna do? Oh no. Oh fucking no, he's done the Buddy Christ again. He's done. And the thing is, Dankula's been around some cringe in his time, right? Dankula's been around some cringe in his time, right? When you're dropping the buddy Christ for a press conference, I, I I just can't. All right, though. But again, he's got charisma. He's got charisma. He must have charisma. It's fucking Carl Sargon of Akkad Benjamin. He must have charisma. He's got loads of followers. Let's have a look. Which one of you to do one minute on why you're running as an MEP for YouTube? Carl, you go ahead. <laughs> Oh, um, because you guys are severely mismanaging the country. I mean, really, I'm just here to kind of mock the legacy media. You go, you know, you, your guy, your numbers are going down every day. Right. I don't know if you understand, but when you run for a European uh, member of parliament, and you know, just just as a political party, anyway, um, maybe uh, it's nothing to do with the legacy media. Like, I don't know. What do I know? But, like, I'm pretty sure the legacy media are the only people that are going to be covering you win or lose, right? But, sorry, sorry. He's, he, he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I will now proceed to rip into the legacy media for 50 seconds. He'll certainly do it in a charismatic and not cringeworthy way. Country. I mean, really, I'm just here to kind of mock the legacy media. You, go, you know, you, your, your numbers are going down every day and our numbers are going up, right? <laughs> like, combined, the YouTube is getting like 30 million views a month. You're dying. You're, and it's because, do you, know, do you know what your rating is on Trustpilot, business review site? 84% 84 one star for the BBC, 
59% one star for ITV and 72% one star for the for Channel 4. I don't care what you say. You are just smear Not one of you can tell me what I believe. Not Might not be able to tell you what you believe. I can certainly tell you what you've said. And I just did. And you deny it. So, I mean, so what's the point? One of you knows, but all of the public know because they can go to my YouTube channel, Saga McCad, and just watch for themselves. I've been and at this point, it's where you realise, oh wait, you're doing this for a fucking bump in your YouTube numbers, aren't you, mate? You're doing this. You're, run you're running for political office to get a bump in your YouTube numbers. Because you have literally in the middle of one minute to explain to an assembled press corps what you believe and why you're running for office, you instead took the opportunity to plug <laughs> your YouTube channel. Ah, oh, it's not real, is it? It's not real. Uh, but it is real, okay? It really is. Um, hang on, let me... Uh... We'll listen to the rest of Carl's nonsense in a second. Two, two moments. No. Okay. Well, we'll do a compare and a contrast, I guess. Uh, right, okay, anyway. I've been doing this for five years. I have nearly a million subscribers. <laughs> Just go and have a look. I'm not answering your questions. I'm not apologizing for anything. You dirty, dirty smear merchants. Get back. <laughs> He's so good politically, isn't he? He's so good politically, isn't he? I've got nearly a million subscribers. Yeah, you have the power to dig into everything I say and represent it in a certain way. I'm not playing ball with you, you dirty, dirty smear merchants. By the way, did say all that stuff that I said. Fuck you. Don't apologise for any of it. You know what I mean? Now, let's do. It. Let's just compare, okay? Because this is long. And we'll probably not watch the whole thing. But when, when uh, Marcus was first brought in to um, basically talk uh, about why he was joining UKIP and everything, he did a speech at one of their political party things, which he, uh, I think it was him who uploaded it, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, just listen to this by contrast, right? And to the worst thing that I could think Right. And I, I won't play the whole thing. Thank you very much. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Marcus Meakin. But I'm better known by my YouTube name, Count Dankula, which, if I had known was going to be popular, I would have chosen a better name. <laughs> In April of 2016, I decided to play a prank on my girlfriend by turning her cute pet pug into the worst thing that I could think of, which was a Nazi. I uh, trained the dog to raise its paw in a Nazi salute and get excited whenever I said a particular phrase. <laughs> I wanted to upset her with the fact that her... Do you see immediately how he is eschewed the rough edges about what he said? 
keeps it to the principles, makes himself likable, makes himself like, listen, you know, we made mistakes. Even my YouTube name is a mistake. Just listen to my story. Humble. You know, it, it's it's like night and day. And I don't know how genuine it is, but I'll tell you this, at least he understands the mechanics of how to present himself. Our much adored cute dog was doing vulgar things. As a result of this, despite the police receiving no complaints, they decided to act completely of their own volition. I was arrested, uh, kept in overnight in jail for court the next day and charged with hate crime. I then spent two years having the media trying to ruin and constantly interfering with my life, several visits to the prosecutor trying to spin a narrative that I am a far-right extremist who was secretly trying to spread my Nazi views through the medium of a pug. <laughs> With the judge believing every single bit of that nonsense and for me to ultimately be found guilty given a criminal record and an £800 fine. A fine which I am refusing to pay as a matter of protest. And this was all because I made what was clearly a joke. Whether you find what I did distasteful or not, it was extremely clear that I was joking. However, the courts decided that the context of a person's actions now no longer matter. And I'm not the only person to receive such treatment from the police. Based Amy, as some of you may know, she's known on Twitter, she is a regular at the cherished free speech area, Speaker's Corner. She had the police threateningly thumping on her door, demanding that she open it, and being an elderly woman, she was terrified and so refused to open it, until she could fully establish that it was in fact the police. When she did open the door, she was immediately grabbed, manhandled very roughly, handcuffed and arrested, and one of the charges added to her sheet was for refusing to open the door and impeding the police. Even though the police themselves advise everyone, especially elderly women like Amy, to never open the door of your home if you have no idea who it is. <laughs> Luckily, we have a video record of the entire event as she filmed it on her phone. And I do warn you, it is quite disturbing. Her original charge, the reason that the police were there in the first place, was because she said, have a gay day to someone in a car park. That's a true story, by uh, the way. David McCall of Glasgow that. was arrested because in the window of his own home, he had a poster hanging up that said, fuck the Tories. During his way. arrest, he was denied his medication and had to go through the degrading process of a cavity search because he had a poster hanging in his window. And this is extremely similar to another case back in 2010 where David Hoffman was arrested in his home because he had a poster hanging in his window calling ex-Prime Minister David Cameron a wanker. <laughs> Chelsea Russell, a 19-year-old from Liverpool, was arrested and dragged through court where she was this found guilty about under the hate podcast. speech laws 
She was given a restriction of the but at certain times of the day, she is banned from leaving her house. And that was reinforced by wearing an electronic tracking device attached to her ankle, and she was ordered to pay £500 in court costs and an £85 surcharge. Her crime, in remembrance of a young Liverpool boy who tragically died in a road accident, she posted lyrics from a rap song to her Instagram. As these rap lyrics contained the N-word, she was arrested and now has a criminal record at the age of 19. In 2016 alone, more than 3,300 people were detained and questioned by the police over posts that they made on social media. That's around nine people a day. And with the police pushing for more and more programmes to further increase their crackdown on what's said online, it means that this number is only going to get even higher as the years go on. And I'm sure I don't need to explain the massive amount of police time, paperwork and resources required to detain and question 3,300 people, with the figure only going to increase more and stretching our already strained police force to an unsustainable limit. Right, now I won't play you the rest of it, right? But I'm just trying to explain to you. If you presented me a Count Dankula and you said, oh, this is the new face of UK, the hip rad, he talks to you, he's been through some shit... Listen to his story about how he got a hate crime conviction. I be, I might be reluctant. I might say, oh, I bet he's a cunt. Right? I know nothing about him. I bet he's a cunt. But from the moment he steps in and starts talking, all right, I'll listen. He hasn't used any of the vulgarity. hasn't used any of the slurs. He hasn't stood up there, chest puffed out, trying to say that what happened to me is wrong and I'm in defiance. Hasn't attacked anybody in the room. You sit and you listen. And his humour and his easy nature just warms you up to him. You're like, you know what? Already I'm in agreement. Already I know it's wrong that a 19-year-old girl trying to pay respects to a dead friend by posting rap lyrics being convicted of a hate crime is ridiculous. And that Britain has some issues that it needs to, um, you know, needs to iron out. And people are saying, hi, ah, he's not the same. Since... The whole trial and since popular journalists came out and spoke in him, uh, you know, spoke in his favour, he's got half a million subs. I guarantee you that by the point Sargon of Akkad is going to be deplatformed completely, which is going to be soon, it's, it's before this year ends, um, Marcus is going to have easily the same amount of subs. Easily the same amount of subs. And I just wish he wouldn't go down this stupid UKIP road. It's so bad for him. It really is. And he's such a good speaker for any political party, honestly, that he could just do this for somebody else, somebody worthwhile, I don't know. But not this iteration of UKIP. Um, it, it, it's just sad. His story is compelling. Um, he's completely innocent of a hate crime. His conviction remains a travesty of justice. And understand, as somebody that was in private correspondence with Marcus the entire time, as somebody that helped Marcus do the initial fundraiser to help him get a lawyer, and then very quickly deleted it once it was done because um, uh, there were people messaging Turner 
saying Richard Lewis is raising money for somebody accused of an anti-Jewish hate crime. <laughs> um, it didn't go down too well. Um, but I'm still immensely proud I have played a very small part in uh, in in um, Dankula's rise and in, in, in his ongoing freedom. Um, but what he's doing right now, like, he might get on well with Carl or whatever and might think he belongs in UKIP, but he doesn't. And, he, and you can see he doesn't. You can see the day and the night. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot more to this guy than a fucking just being an edgelord. And I want him to pursue his career to the fucking fullest. And and not be crushed. Let me just show you as well. And then we can wrap this up, Griff. When you're going through these VODs, I don't even know what I'm saying to you. I'm deleting the VODs. I'm deleting the VODs, Frankenstein. So I'm going to have to fucking, um, you know, do all this probably. But just in case, I might upload it and send it to you whole, and you can blackmail me because I accidentally played Sargon of Akkad saying something racist, which is par for the cause. You're like, look, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the numbers. Guys, I wish I didn't have to delete the mods. Listen, unfortunately, Twitch is so mental that because Sargon of Akkad, as I've tried to skip through and find pertinent stuff to let you know why he's a piece of shit. Unfortunately, because while I was doing that, he said naughty words. There's probably a chance my delete or not my Twitch account gets banned. Like, that's just where we're at right now with Twitch. It's a fucking joke. Context doesn't mean anything. Like, those videos, by the way, were like off BuzzFeed. And, and you know, they're happy to play the word without bleeps. But we can't do that over here on an adult Twitch channel. But anyway, let's look at the uh numbers so this was on the 27 27th of april the european parliament voting intention which was just taken from uh, a research group called opinium research the brexit party which is the new party with nigel farage plus 16 28 percent labor 28 percent conservative 14 percent let's have a look at the bottom <laughs> the very bottom party ukip three percent that's down 10 it, it you know this this approach isn't working um and it's sad to see any political party uh resort to this uh on top of that um local council seats for ukip are completely getting fucking ravaged 80% of council seats lost in local elections because they've lurched too far right. Like most UKIP people don't like this. They don't want you on a march with Tommy Robinson. They don't want a guy going, What's up, N-words? You're just a fucking idiot if you don't want to have sex at 12. Buddy Christ. Like, get me out, right? Like, no nobody. Nobody wants that as uh your representative politically and i i don't know where sargon thinks this is all leading because let me just show you what's happened because of his comments so while he's trying to show the political establishment as i'm sure he'd call it while he's trying to show the political establishment that he will not bow and he will not break 
And he is too good, and he is too strong, and he is too smart. What do you think is happening with all this political pressure? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, in fact, let's get this chronologically correct. So he, he had a Discord, right? Uh, wrong. Uh, forget, forget about it. Um, that now completely is going to slowly but surely fuck you over. Um, he's already lost Patreon, right? So when did he lose Patreon? When was that? End of last year. So he lost Patreon end of last year. <clears throat> um, and again, understand, by the way, I am not... I don't like these unpersonings. I don't like it. I didn't like it when it happened to Alex Jones. Um, I'm almost in a position where I think Alex Jones is less of a piece of shit than Simon. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know like how to gauge it. Regardless, I don't like... I don't like... Uh, these mass unpersonings. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's happening all the time. But... Yeah, and imagine a world we live in where Alex Jones is more charming <laughs> than uh, Salgan of a cat. But, so, again, he had a Discord, okay? Who doesn't... Right, I'll, 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 I'll tell you a story, actually. Uh, let me... I'll just archive this so you can actually fucking read it. Um, let me tell you a story that... Okay, my Discord... I, I never use it. I mean, um, I have, like, a content creation team channel. And I go in there and I say, hey, Griff, where are these VODs? Hey, sorry I didn't read that script yet. Probably never going to do it, but let's pretend I am. Here's some, make sure you file your invoices. You know, and I'm barely on it. I never talk in the main chat. I have no idea what's going on there. But uh, somebody took a bunch of screenshots of this recurring guy who came on it. And he was making, like, anti-Semitic jokes. And I just went in there with a thunder. And I told all my fucking mods. Like, if you are sitting back idly watching this, the optics are terrible. And I will fucking just kick you all. And my mods, remember, are people who've been in my community for years. That's literally how they were selected. It's like, you just hung around and watched my content for years. You're a mod. So you should know enough about me to know how that hurts and harms me and hurts and harms anyone that might be swinging by the community and i just won't have it i just won't have it so i've told them all straight you better clean it the fuck up or everybody goes and this is all verifiable right meanwhile this dude is running a fucking discord which is way bigger than mine he's running for like public office effectively and there are people just posting racial slurs in it and nothing's getting done. And and what was worse, if I remember rightly from these things, and, and sure it's a reach, but the optics are terrible uh, and you should take a little bit of personal pride in what your name is attached to. Um, he, there was basically people like saying, um, like, here, look, uh, Let's start assassinating fucking Eurocrats. 
Now, again, I don't know if this is a PSYOP. I don't know if this is a fake account. I don't know the context behind this account. Uh, that would be murder and wrong totally. Alas, we should not. We should strip them of their humanity first. If they're not recognized as humans, it's not murder. No. Yes. Maybe something similar to the French Revolution will take place. Now, look. To, to pin this shit on Sargon and only Sargon is rough, especially when we all know there's another certain bread tube favorite that gets to broadcast on Twitch, where he literally talks about eating the rich, killing the rich, fucking the rich, doing whatever he wants to the rich, because he, you know, he's using it as a tool to get laid, and it's really embarrassing, and it should be, it, it does encourage violence, and it's not uh, something that should be talked about on a platform that says we don't encourage violence, but equally, if you agree with that, and I'm sure many Sargon other fans do agree with that, then this this being on your Discord, someone's got to swoop in and delete it, ban the users, this can't be a conversation that is entertained in your names, right? So... The fact that that didn't happen is bad. And remember, this guy's running for public office. This guy. This boomer right here is running for public office. So, it's it's pretty mental to me um, that we're even in this position. Uh, but then, there was one other thing I wanted to add. Um, so, first of all... Expect his Discord to be shut down eventually. There'll be enough pressure applied. I don't know through what avenues. But then uh, the... Oh, God. This is... I don't... I'm not linking to that. I'll link to the daily dots. I can't do Vice. This spin is just too much. It's too egregious. But he had his YouTube demonetized. So now he's in a position where... Um, so I'll explain how YouTube works as a sort of partial... Uh, you, you know, as a, as a semi-YouTuber. How it works on YouTube is... You have, a ch you have a channel, you upload videos to it. And for the most part, when you upload videos, uh, provided they are deemed friendly. No swear words. No topics that might offend anyone. We're all in the Garden of Eden and the world outside isn't bad. What will happen is it goes green. It's a little green circle with a dollar sign inside and it says, Advertisers what this video. Now, in my channel, now, it used to be I was in the same state as Sargon is. Where every video I uploaded was demonetized. And then I basically had to reach out and use personal relationships to back channel to get me out of that state. Um, which, I, I don't know if that makes me an asshole or unprincipled or whatever. But I knew the right people to talk to. And I said, I want out of this state. For no other reason, I'll never make lots of money off this channel. Um, I'm basically going to make like, I don't know thousand dollars a month let's say on average um but it's outrageous that you are putting videos about counter-strike and esports into a pre uh demonetized state so i got them to look at it and they lifted me out of it and there were a couple of months where uh my videos were all green right up the board on the list green 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 making money making money 
Now what happens to me is basically all the stupid nothing videos where it's like I upload a fucking VOD from a game because I'm doing it because YouTube's not worth treating as anything other than a receptacle for your content. You know, we make $2, $5 on that, right? From like 2,000, 4,000 hits. The only videos that make any money are the ones that go above like 20K. And even then, I've seen the political bias creep in. By the numbers, always demonetized. Forget about that. Um, Julian Assange, I did a video on why it was a disgrace. Well, I did a stream talking about what a disgrace it was that he'd been arrested. Believe. And, and here's what's weird with that one. So when your video gets demonetized, you get a yellow symbol on it. And it says, here's the yellow demonetization symbol. You can appeal. And how an appeal works is you click on the button. And then after a thousand views, supposedly a human being looks at it and goes, yeah, that wasn't that bad, was it? Silly algorithm. And they correct it. On my uh, Julian Assange video, where I said it was a disgrace, uh, which it is. And it remains a disgrace. And I've been actually talking to some people over at um, the Julian Assange uh, Freedom Group. And I think we're going to get them on the stream. Um, when I went to the video and it had been demonetized, it already been demonetized by manual review. I didn't get a chance to appeal. They went in. Boom. No. So you have to understand going in that youtube is outrageously biased in its politics and will outrageously fuck with channels they've already told me um they've already told me a bunch of times um that uh, i'll never get my 100k button because they think my channel is fake and full of bots it's like it obviously isn't you've been deleting people every time i upload a video and you deny that so i mean how do we do it so so i'll never get my my silver play button they don't want to give it to me and every time i talk about something like vaguely topically important they just immediately demonetize the video that isn't the same as what's happening to sargon every video he puts in every video he puts it puts into his channel is demonetized and i've seen people go in this state I've seen a lot of people talk about this, and this is nothing you can do. You don't have the option to appeal. You don't have the option. To, you're like manual views don't work. You send it off. You get a thousand views. No, it stays the same. It's basically their way of of, of trying to pressure you to leave the platform. So, <clears throat> he was getting tens of thousands of pounds through Patreon a month. You ain't getting that no more. You ain't making. At all of those hundreds of thousands of YouTubers he was bragging about while on the political campaign, that don't make you a penny. Because they say demonetized. Let me tell you, demonetized means demonetized. It says demonetized, not suitable for all advertising. You'll never see an advertisement on a demonetized video. You make nothing. Um, so it's like, where do you take, where do you take the platform? You know, uh, where do you go from there? And the reality is you don't go anywhere. So he's in the worst state to be in for a YouTuber. His channel might as well be banned. At least there's like a fuck, you know. It's, I don't believe this guy gives a fuck about the message. If he gave a fuck about messages, his message wouldn't change all the time. He wouldn't deny things he'd said. He's not a message guy. He's just a guy desperately 
trying to get attention for himself and desperately trying to get some fucking fame and he's got nothing important to say and maybe he used to have but he doesn't anymore and now he's doing a fucking publicity stunt of literally running for political office and harming the political infrastructure around him to do so it's terrible it's terrible um but here it is in the Daily Dot, the YouTube channel of Carl Benjamin, known as Sargon of a Cat, has been demonetized. The whole channel, because he made the rape comments about Jess Phillips. And again, let me show you how this works. We've seen multiple times channels get demonetized because BuzzFeed journalists, no YouTube uh, uh, enforcement policists. Um, and you, again, in your lack of savvy and you know, intellectual capacity, you're out there basically saying outrageous shit, thinking none of it will come back to haunt you. What happens when UKIP doesn't win any seats and your services are no longer needed, Carl? You think you go back to YouTube? Oh no, you fucked up. You fucked up. You're going to be unpersoned. You've already lost Twitter. Already lost Facebook, I believe. You're in the precipice of losing Discord and YouTube. Where do you exist after that? Where do you exist? You going on BitChute? You think BitChute's gonna last? You think BitChute isn't gonna have, like, PayPal and MasterCard and all the payment processes pull out? 